Hello, everybody. Welcome to UCTL. I know you guys are uh, hoping that uh, you are going to catch some UCTV today, but unfortunately, we kind of set up the wrong venue. So we're Ultra Chen Total Landscaping today uh, instead of Ultra Chen TV. And so I am joined here once again by Mr. Ultra David and now clear as day, Mr. Tubaware. Wow, you just get up there. Sitting on the side of the screen between the dildo shop and the crematorium. It's a great position for yourself. <laughs> I mean, where well, where else would I want to be, guys? Between crematorium, I mean, that's the best best place. Uh, you got all the chances to be anywhere you want to in the whole city, and you picked the outskirts at Total Landscaping. Well, the thing is, I heard that yeah. the Total Landscaping crew are big Ultra Chen TV fans. That's why we totally did this. That's my understanding. Shout out to my friends over at UCTL. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's been a super weird last two weeks. We didn't do it the last week. Uh, obviously, that was the day of the election here in the U.S., which was weird. The whole week was weird. Uh, I haven't streamed since then or even before that because it's just been a weird roller coaster the entire time. Yeah, uh, same. That I don't think we're off, by the way. It's going to be. Oh, weird. hell no. <laughs> anyway, good luck to everybody. There has been some news since then in terms of fighting game stuff. It's not like Oops. a tremendous amount, but there are at least a couple really big things to talk about. Maybe not a lot of stuff, but a couple important things definitely did occur that we will get to. And you can see them on this side. Yes, on this side over here. That's right on the... <laughs> I, whichever direction this is, this is where you're going to be looking at the Mortal Kombat thing, I'm sure is what it says next to me. And on top of that, we'll get to some other things that are obscured where I'm looking at. And we'll also have Rip on here to talk about Tekken, which is cool. We're going to have some 5-5 matchup stuff. Somehow this old versus new keeps coming up. We'll discuss that a little bit. There's, <laughs> Somehow. Um, so I don't know how it happened. I'm not sure. We'll get to that when we get to that. <laughs> and then, of course, review your questions, too. There's a little bit of other community news, but again, not a super ton. So... It's actually a really good take on that axiom ish. Politics don't suck. People suck at politics. I like that. <laughs> I think a lot of people are sucking at politics these days. <laughs> a lot of people who I would like to not suck at politics, and a lot of people who I'm really glad suck a lot at politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Absolutely. Wow. Let's begin. Let's begin. Oh, shoot. Hang on a second. I did not put the topic timers on there, so I am... Golly gumdrops. Golly gumdrops. Busy trying to get Rip on here and everything like that. And, we take uh, we take one week off, James, and this is what happens. Well, actually, the, the whole the whole topic list is not filled out, by the way, David. <laughs> well, you already filled it out on your side. One so like, week off. <laughs> this is what happens, David. <laughs> I'm blaming. Right. I'm gonna blame gonna, David on this one. All I know is that I am not to blame whatsoever, and that's what's important. You actually did do your job today. Rip is on the show. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is. True. Let's get to MK11 while James sets this stuff up. It's there. It's there. It should be there now. So sweet. All right. Look, last week there was a combat cast, as there have been the last few weeks, where they discussed some of the upcoming stuff in UMK11, which is technically called Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate ultimate being on the wrong side of the previous three words and this time they showed off melina who a lot of people are excited about you know she's going to be a character in the video game i guess we'll talk about her a little bit but more importantly to my mind is that uh they discussed some changes to the game other than that obviously there's going to be melina there's going to be rain there's going to be rambo new characters are coming in but you're also going to now be able to play custom variations 
in competitive mode, in tournament mode. This is something that has been requested ever since they had custom moves, which is even before MK11, back in Injustice 2. Right? There were a lot of gear moves, I think they were called at the time, that you just couldn't use if you wanted to play in tournament or play like whatever the ranked mode was called. And when MK11 came out, there's the same kind of thing, right? Like people wanted to be able to have access to all these different moves. You could not in the competitive modes and in tournament modes. The game started with two variations per character. They then added a third per character. So they took some of the moves that were previously like custom only and they made a new variation out of it. Now they're not even doing that anymore. Now they're going to make it so that you can pick almost any move and play with it in tournament mode and competitive mode. Uh, importantly, they did note that some moves will not be legal even still. Some moves they just think are just too good. You're just hmm. not going to be able to do them, which is okay. Terminator has a move where he basically gets hyper armor and he's got really good overhead low mix-ups, but it's punishable, except if he has hyper armor, that doesn't matter. So, <laughs> you know, there's some stuff that like probably shouldn't be in the game. That's fine. But for the most part, the vast majority of things are going to be selectable in tournament so if you're so in in off like if like official tournaments and everything like like combo breaker you can play exactly. custom moves now and everything yeah how is that gonna work that seems like it'll take way too much time well i mean we haven't seen it yet but what they described it as is is basically the same menu that comes up or similar menu that comes up when you go into the customization mode in the game there's a whole like little mode you can enter and when you're trying to pick your character's moves it's just like a list of the moves and you can pick three slots. Most moves take up one slot. Some moves take up two slots. Some moves are incompatible with each other. Right. And it's, it's pretty intelligible the way that they have it set up there. So if it's going to be anything like that, and they said it's going to be something like that, it should be pretty easy to do. I mean, it's not going to take any more time than picking stuff in CVS2 or whatever it is, and probably less time. Yeah. Um, but cool. what they also said is that when we're playing online, you don't get to pick a variation like on the fly in that same way. You get to instead like create variations beforehand, which is already how it works, Oof. and then you just use those variations that you've made beforehand when you're playing online. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so that that really throws a big mon monkey wrench into things. There's so many funky moves back there and the custom things. Uh, lots of characters can be played. Like, say you really like, say you're me and you really like command grabs and zoning, you could just create a character like RoboCop who has really good zoning and also a command grab. Cool. Sure. Like, there's, there's that kind of thing that you can do. I'm really looking forward to that, and there's going to be a lot of creativity involved. Uh, we'll talk about what we sort of think, that it, how it might go briefly, but just before that, they're also fixing a bunch of other stuff, changing a bunch of other stuff, fixing hurt boxes that have created some inconsistencies, changing how low pokes work, making it so that hop attacks are immune to, to down ones, uh, so there's more utility in that, and you can blow up down ones more. Wait, which ones are immune to down ones are going to be? The little hop attacks, the overhead. Oh, dang. Super okay. Attack. They're actually gonna, That's a very Tekken thing, you know, to, to make it so that the down ones just can't punch hop kicks. Yeah, they're going to be like yeah. low pressures or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, they've changed delayed wake-up timing a little bit, and they've also made it so there's only one delayed wake-up timing. Uh, Fatal Blows have less pushback, which has been a complaint the community's had about the game since launch. Uh, so now you won't be able to have... It, there shouldn't be any problem punishing people going for supers. It should be gotcha. pretty easy. Okay. Uh, and then there's going to be a bunch of character changes. So like they showed that Jackie now is punishable in some extra ways. Um, they made it so that the flawless block timing, the game's just defend mechanic, is going to be a broader window 
for specifically certain moves. Yeah, like, that's weird. Uh, I saw that. Like yeah. Jackie's Leap. Like there's going to be, I don't know what else they are. I don't know which other ones are going to have hmm. this, this um, feature, but at least some other ones are going to have that too. So there's just like a ton of changes coming to the game. And that's not really what I expected, to be honest. Like I thought it would be more like, we're pretty happy about how the game is. Here's three more characters and maybe like some more content or whatever. But no, they are, they're throwing a big old wrench in there and we'll see how it goes. I think that's cool, though. I, I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that, that they're willing to go and tweak the game a lot more and, and try to change a lot of things. I think that's actually kind of a cool idea. Uh, I'm definitely not okay, opposed to it. Are they going to fix anti-airs? That's what I want to know, okay? I've seen all over Twitter that there's no such thing as an anti-air in MK11, and if someone jumps at you, you're dead. You're dead. I've seen top players say this. I want to know, NRS, are you fixing these anti-airs once and for all or not? Yeah, and not only that, but I've also read a lot how, like, a lot of these, like, standing ones or down down ones and stuff like that are way too good at stopping jump attacks as well. Are they going to fix that? <laughs> are they going to fix that? Yeah, like, sometimes, here's what I've noticed, is that sometimes when you're not trying to anti-air somebody, your move will actually anti-air somebody, which means it's really easy to anti-air. But yeah. also, sometimes when you're trying to jump in against people uh, and they try to anti-air you, you, your jump in will win anyway. So the game, yeah, simultaneously, anti-airs are terrible, and I wish they would buff jumping. Yeah. You know. Schrodinger's anti-airs? <laughs> is that where I, I don't know. know what to say about that. I mean, that that is a complaint that some people have about the game. It's just... I feel it's a complaint that's made maybe by somebody who hasn't played the many, many fighting games where jumping in creates a mix-up. Like the timing of a jump attack versus going for a parry or a just defend or <laughs> going for an air dash or an air block or whatever. Like yeah. this is like half of all fight, at least half of all fighting games, right? There's like a mix-up about jump-ins. And if you haven't ever played those before, maybe that's like a new concept to you. I don't know. But in any case, whatever. I don't think they're changing that part. I hope they don't because I like it. Yeah. Uh, but they're changing a lot of other stuff and they are changing things that the community has... Uh, identified as issues like this hurt box inconsistency thing is something that people have brought up a lot um okay. i don't think it's like particularly super important and common but like there you know there are situations where it matters and you know a lot of people are annoyed that when you block somebody's fatal blow it's like hard to punish for some characters because there's pushback and anyway that stuff's getting changed but i'm i'm really excited about the idea of custom variations in it um my custom variation that I'm planning to do for my main man, Baraka, my slashy boy, here's what I'm planning to do for him. I'm planning to have it be so that he has, one, the command grab, which is probably not a surprise, and <laughs> number two, the anti-air spines. Is the, that's the custom variation that I'm going to be building. Uh, so I'm really excited to try that out. We'll see how that goes. I'm also going to pick a RoboCop that's like, you know, weird amalgamation of stuff. And I'm just, I'm just looking forward to seeing what people do. Are you going to name your RoboCop variation Chrome Dome? Wow. Yes. <laughs> blow your mind right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've, we've talked about the potential of having custom moves before. When MK11 came out, back in Injustice 2, we talked about gear moves. And I remember doing Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> How do you think this is actually going to play out? Are people actually going to have like all sorts of different variations, or is, are there going to be like 
two or three per character that you basically see? Like, what's I mean, what I do mean, you think? I, I, the one thing that I'm worried about, I mean, from the Street Fighter Cross Tekken days and from the Injustice days and everything like that is, how is this going to affect tournaments, right? Like, you can't practice against them. Like, people are going to be able to hide variations until tournaments, you know, these kind of things like that. You're, you're, it's... This conversation even came up during Smash Brothers Brawl, wasn't it? Or Smash Brothers Wii? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, Wii U had the yeah Wii custom, U like Wii brawlers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it was like really people were worried about like how you practice against these kind of things, you know, and how you uh, can prepare for a tournament, and you know, will you be able to like. Yeah, I mean, how is that going to affect tournaments? You're going to get beat by a strategy that you've never seen before, potentially, right? And is that a get problem? Wrecked. Stay free, get wrecked. I Should absolutely agree. I'm, I'm with Tubo. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I kind of I kind of do think that, like, in reality, there's just going to be a few effective variations per character. I don't think there's going to be, like, a you know... There's not every combination that's actually going to be played. Right. So I think that there's going to be a limited number of things. But I'm excited about the idea of, like... Playing something like Hearthstone or Teppin when or whatever card game, when you go into a tournament, you pick like a certain number of decks that you can bring. Right. You can't bring every deck in the world. Mm -hmm. And so you have to think in advance, like, what are my potential? What am I likely to run into? Like the opponents could have any combination. Right. What are they probably gonna have? And so okay. you 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 can definitely still like game plan. Yeah, by the way, I'm gonna extend the timer just a little bit because this is an interesting enough conversation that I don't think we should just you know push this out like this so okay but um i mean the thing about it is i think one of the tough things about that is that you know that ability to react to something you've never seen before and actually play against it you know is just not one of the strengths of modern fighting game players i think that's you know one of the things that makes them weak compared to old school fighting game but no I'm just kidding <laughs> we'll get into that later <laughs> But, I mean, honestly, uh, the other thing, too, of course, is the tournament setup is how are we going to pick the, the, the variations? Like, can you do it from the character select screen? That's what they were in, saying you do, yeah. Yeah, in offline tournaments, you do pick it from the character select screen. Okay. In online tournaments, when you're playing online in general, mm -hmm. you have to pick from your previously made variations. Right. Now, here's the thing. I mean... The variations are not even nearly as crazy uh, in terms of possible combinations compared to, for example, the gems in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. You know, yeah. because you have such contact with a lot of the NRS guys, you know, honestly, uh, number codes might actually be something very, very plausible for. Dude, for this, I think I know? think it's going to be so easy. I think it's you're just going to pick your character and then it will bring up a menu of which moves do you want and you're going to be like one two three right. it's, i think it's going to be yeah. super fast so I don't, i'm not worried about it yeah i think it'll be pretty easy too okay yeah okay. that's that, that's just like a list of move names and you have to know what your move names are i think it'll be fine that's actually that, that might be useful yeah because i've been watching other people go through all the custom moves in the game there are a ton of them and like i don't know a lot of them you know i've never seen them before i've never really put time into that so, yeah, there's going to be a lot to know for sure, and that will be tough as competitor, but, like, you know, it'll also be maybe a benefit as a competitor. You can pick some stuff that other people don't know. You know, this, we've played around these kinds of games before. Yeah. So I, I don't, I'm not worried, and I'm not even that worried about, like, will one be too good? Because I feel like at this point, NRS is doing a super good job and has been for the last couple of games 
of just making balanced stuff. And if they're going to be putting out these custom moves that anybody can pick, like some of them right now are super good. Like Scorpion has one that's a seven frame startup, which in the context of Mortal Kombat 11 means that you're punishing like right. a third of the strings, like a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. Are they going to let that actually be competitive? I would bet, bet not. Like probably they're going to nerf but that. What if they did? That's the question, right? What if we, they just let it go? Yeah. And Scorpion would be mega good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Say, sounds yeah. like a lot of people are picking Scorpion. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I just don't expect them to like let that happen. But I, you know, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll see. When they made the third variation after only starting with two, uh -huh. they did change a bunch of the moves that they put into okay. the competitive third variation. Right now, now that's a good question. Like, so somebody was talking about this in the chat. Uh, these moves that are going to be banned are just going to be banned. Like literally in game, they are banned. You cannot pick them for these modes basically right that's my guess i mean okay. i would think they would do it like that yeah okay so i'm excited and i'm excited about the other changes to the game i think they they sound really well targeted as far as what people were talking about that needed to change mm -hmm. so they have really been paying attention and i think a lot of them are really well targeted so i'm stoked man i'm really excited for the game comes out next tuesday umk 11 yeah. Like oh, I yeah. We didn't talk about this character, Melina, at all. Um, you know, she's she's uh, purple katana. She Megan the Stallion. You know, she yeah, right. They had a little promo with with her. Uh, she, has blah, blah, blah. she has teeth or something like that. I mean, yeah, big old honky Oh my but god! But here's the question, though. I mean, like, I mean, do we really need to talk about Melina? Are there any Melina fans out there? I swear, I feel like I never hear from them on social media at all whatsoever. No. If there are, they're definitely not watching Ultra 10 TV right now. Yeah. <laughs> like my honest I, don't, guess. I don't think that's our fan base. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my uh, guess. Uh, no, I mean, she, she looks cool. Like, they, they did do nice work with her animations. I think they've continued to improve in that. And I, she has a command grab in one variation. She has, like, her default moves in another variation. But it doesn't really... It's not going to work like that, right? Like, so they showed them off as, like, here are her variations. And then at the end of the show, they were like, by the way, we're getting rid of variations. <laughs> and you can pick whatever you want. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, variations then essentially become, like, recommendations, right? Like, I want to use this character, but I don't know what's a good combination. Here's these variations you can start with. And I think that works. I, can see that. I think that's fine. I think that that's actually perfect. makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm stoked for it. It comes out on Tuesday. Okay. Cool. PlayStation, Xbox. PlayStation 5 is coming out on the 12th. And Xbox Series, or just Xbox? We were talking about what to even call this before. <laughs> uh, is, come, is out now, yeah. uh, if you order one. Um, so, that's cool. It's this week that the next-gen consoles come out. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I don't well, first of all, I feel like Xbox has been really trying to uh, change themselves to being, they're just the Xbox, just like they're just the iPhone, right? So whatever is the current generation, it's, I have the iPhone. So you say, I have the Xbox. And so there's really no like 360 or one or whatever name now. I, I'm guessing that's what they're trying to do. Uh, trying to set that precedent. Well, if they're trying to do that, they're failing miserably. Yeah, I think, I think their current naming convention is awful. Yeah, like there's just been an established naming convention on video game consoles for 30 years, right? <laughs> like 
it's they're not going to change it if that is what they're trying to do. You may be right that they're trying to do that, but I also think that Brock's right that it's just not going to work. Yeah, out. I don't think it's a good idea at all. It's like it's, you're trying just, to correct I'll call the, it the series. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even. I call it the Xbox now. That's just what I'm calling it. I'm just going to call every generation the Xbox now. But I mean, uh, yeah, I think I'm honestly going to call it the series. I'm not going to say Series X, Series S, Series yeah. time. Uh, I, I can't do that. I can't figure out if I'm if it's kind of like a like a uh, an age bias here right now, which we'll be getting into a lot more later on. Um, but I feel like this is the most unexciting and underwhelming console release. Like I don't feel the hype, even from just the general social media verse for the new consoles. Like, I, I feel like even the previous generation, people were like, oh, here comes the, oh, the Xbox One, how are we going to do this? Blah, 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 here's this, oh, look, they have this crazy new connect, connect camera, and oh, look at all these crazy things, you know, and stuff. I feel like this generation is just really like, here's your upgrade. Whee! It's just, it's a, just a unique year. I don't know that that's a, yeah. like, actual feature of, like, modern consoles. It's more like, 230,000 people died this year and yeah. maybe there's a coup going on tonight. Like it, talking about consoles is just going to be less important for a lot of people. Yeah. It's also still super important for a lot of people. And I don't mean to say that it, that it's not in, in everybody's eyes, but yeah, you're not going to have the same buzz. I think that's definitely true. And yeah, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just a unique year, man can't say that on a review on on a website though people are gonna get mad at you so. <laughs> well okay so yeah ian to the max had a an article on uh kotaku that was talking about i mean he reviewed the the playstation but right. he also he also was like i'm not sure that now is like a super important time for it and i like i'm open to that conversation i i, I just said it right like i mm -hmm. i think that that, is, that could be like an important article to write I'm not sure that that's the article that's like the same one as reviewing the console. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Place, but yeah, yeah the, the idea of that is certainly to, to my mind like worth exploring. Um, as far as when it comes to like our scene and the people maybe that we are following on Twitter, I think it maybe makes sense that there's not as much hype because there aren't new fighting games announced for it. But if you're in some other scene where like there is like your your favorite game is like coming or whatever it is or is announced at least if it's not actually out yet um you may be more excited yeah know, i but... would say ask uh ask Aris and long island joe how they feel about playstation 5 coming out they're like shit in their pants right now right Aris, Aris right. stop talking about how he can't wait for demon souls right, right. And, and it's so. crazy too because like everyone's so excited for that and the people are hyped for that and it's a remake. <laughs> you know, not saying that that's a problem. I'm just saying, like, I just feel like that that's kind of another indication of, you know, this generation of consoles right now is that the game we're most excited about is a nostalgia hype. You know, like, this is a game we loved and they're making it new again here on this console. This is awesome. And like I said, I'm not downplaying the hype for that because I am I played Demon Souls. I'm not even the biggest Souls fan and I think it's pretty cool. It would definitely be something I would be very interested in. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of passion for the Souls series. But again, it's like it's not even a new thing that they're getting hyped over. It's kind of weird, so... I don't know if it's weird. I think. I mean, I, I think it's fine. 
it was supposed to be more for the Xbox anyway. Um, you know, there's supposed to be a Halo on launch. Like there was supposed to be more stuff, yeah, but it was got Halo. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But COVID kind of got in the way of all of that stuff. It's just the year that I just I don't know that yeah. you can learn like real big lessons from in terms of like whether people are excited about consoles because it's just it's a super strange time. As far as the fighting game aspect of this goes, there are some cool things. So for Xbox, um, you know, Max tested Xbox 360 games like Street Fighter 4 and Marvel 3, etc. On Xbox Series X, Series X, and he <laughs> said it was cool. It was cool. It was cool looking. I mean, it looked like it was good, and that's nice. Like it's been, uh, you know, maybe it's a chance for Street Fighter Four or Marvel Three to make a comeback, right? Right. Or Marvel Three to make more of a comeback. More of a comeback, you. <laughs> yeah. I think that could be exciting. I mean, sure. I guess I don't know. Like I. I feel like I can already play Street Fighter 4 and Marvel on the current gen consoles we have because I can. So, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm Okay. Even though there's going to be cool, you know, fast gen. loading? Uh, if I play Street Fighter 4 on PC or Marvel on PC, I don't load at all. So, yeah, I'm good. I'm good on those. That actually makes sense. I don't know that it takes a lot of graphical processing power to load Zangief, the rock monster from Street Fighter 4. There's just not a lot of... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ever since you've mentioned that, I've never not seen it. It's uh, so bad. <laughs> Zangief the puppet. And uh. then in PS5, some players also tested out Street Fighter V on yeah. PS5. And its loading is really fast. It doesn't have lag problems that PS4 has on some stages with some characters doing some certain actions. Uh, so it's it's a high-end PC in terms of how it runs right. the game, which obviously makes yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I hopefully really... it won't have weird lag spikes in training mode and uh, and also makes it so that, you know... Well, I mean, they supposedly fixed it where, you know, PlayStation 4 doesn't get stuck on the lobby replays as far back as before, right? So That's true. But you're still going to be playing... So my understanding is that you get to play against people on PS4 and PC from PS5. Like, oh, cool. the okay. console just treats it as... A PS4. Oh, okay, good, good, good. good. This is my understanding. So it's not going to split up the community, which is nice. However, what that also means is that you're going to have lightning fast loading when you're playing online. You're going to go from picking your character to being like, all right, game's ready to play. And you're matched up against somebody using an original PlayStation 4, and it takes them 50 while. seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's actually getting there. You're just going to see a blank white screen for the next 50 seconds. <laughs> or you just see the two characters. Yeah, they're looking at each other. Yeah, Zangief with his hollowed-out eyes. You know, there's not a lot of graphical processing power. In this yeah, game. you know Zangief. You know how they do Zangief. Oh man, every character in the game has those hollow eyes. So <laughs> that's true. Uh, I don't know anything else to say about consoles. Obviously, none of us I mean, bought one. I mean, I can't. <laughs> But <laughs> I did definitely see some people are saying that the PS5 pre-orders have exceeded 
PS4 pre-orders so uh, for oh, the sick. first three months. So people are definitely excited about that. So that's cool. That's cool to see. I mean, I'm I'm really interested in seeing how like the new because people are telling me uh, they, they they've been using their PS5 controllers on the PC and they said the PS5 controller feels really good. Like I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Like the D-pad doesn't feel mushy like it does in all the old uh, PlayStation huh. controllers and such. So that's cool. You know, uh, that's actually sounds kind of cool. And uh, uh, yeah, I've heard good things about both of the new controllers. Yeah. Actually, there are a lot, lot of positivity about them in terms of reviews. Cool. So, Maybe one day I'll own one. <laughs> yep. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know when that time's going to come for me. I mean, you know, we've discussed this a few actually, times on the show now at this point, but like we're basically waiting for fighting. By the way, so. by the way, uh, one of the things uh, I forgot we were going to announce this this week, but uh, Ultra Chen TV has also decided to branch out into console reviews, and so you know, uh, if any of the companies out there would like to send us all free copies of the console so that we can review them and uh give our opinions and stuff like that and talk about them in ultra fine detail you know we are here just email us at ultrachentv at gmail.com so we all can get consoles and for the purpose of reviewing and all, all, all three of us don't get one it doesn't it takes three of us to review one console exactly so. yeah we yeah. have the different opinions and, on everything, so it's um can't it's, send it to one of us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So just just letting you guys know. That's all. So that is the it's totally gonna work. That's 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 where the uh see the reason why we're doing that is because we're trying to cover more ground. That's why we're Ultra Chen Total Landscaping, right? So there you go. He brought it back. <laughs> all right. Enough about this one, I guess. <laughs> All right, next topic. Next topic. Guilty Gear XX Accent Core Plus R Rollback Netcode Beta is live. The last time we did the show, we talked about the beta that would be happening, but it hadn't yet happened. That was two weeks ago. And it's been live for the last little while. It will be live until November 16th. And everybody says it's awesome. Yeah, I I played... Maybe ten games online with a friend oh, nice. in Chicago, and it felt offline. So it's so cool. <laughs> like I mean, you've you've played games that have really good netcode, right? Ki, etc. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like that quality? Like that oh level yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. Uh, the lobbies are a little rough. You have to go back to character select all the time, and blah blah blah. But right. as far as the actual gameplay, yeah, it feels feels like you're playing offline. That's awesome. I it's mean, so cool. I saw, I've been seeing people retweeting clips from Japanese players doing like the crazy FRC combos and like these wild things. And you can kind of hear them chuckling like while they're doing it. Like, I can do all this stuff right now. So it seems like even Japan is kind of noticing it and seeing it because obviously Japan, they have great internet. So their online has been fine. And so they haven't really quite understood, I feel like, the rollback train as much but maybe now that they can experience it themselves a little bit that it's something that they 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 understand a little bit more now well i did read a series of tweets that were translated into english from japanese players okay that were that were responding to the rollback netcode and they were like raving about it oh yeah okay can you believe this new technology (laughs) (laughs) This new technology from 2002. Yeah, can you believe oh, this no. new technology? It was, it was something like that. And, and other ones were like, 
wow, like I can't believe that I can do whatever my combo is, even though I'm playing against somebody who's in some other part of the country. And they were just, they were raving about it. Like, and, and they clearly viewed it as a way bigger step up. So, you know, we've often had the narrative that Japanese developers don't care that much about putting in good netcode because in Japan, they have such good online that they don't need to have good netcode. I don't know if that was ever true after, yeah, after reading it, that. Well, yeah, after I saw those same tweets and after <sighs> reading that, there's no way that that's true. There's no way, <laughs> there's that, no way that they well, feel that okay, way. Okay, hang on a second. I will say this though, at least when we watch like the CPT Japan, like their matches look a lot better than our matches. <laughs> that is rollback netcode. That's and true, that's true. <laughs> yeah, not as well done as it could be, obviously, but it is uh... rollback. That's Whereas, like, a lot of other games, I mean, I think that they just, maybe they were just used to it. Maybe we didn't hear enough from their side in the U.S., maybe mm -hmm. from the actual players. I don't know what it was. But we definitely have long had that perception of why there wasn't good netcoding games. And I just don't think it was true in okay. reality now. Okay. Having, having read their reactions, they were so mystified. Yeah, can you believe that, that they, some player felt that this was new technology? Whereas in, it existed for almost two decades and <laughs> has been in some major fighting games for eight years yeah but not a lot of them that are popular enough in japan that's the thing right there you go ki mortal Kombat. you know you're not going to play those games in japan as much so Still that's girl. the problem so there you go yeah so i think that's super cool really cool to see and although like i'm not a gearhead but i'm really happy for my friends who are i have a lot of friends who were guilty gear players yeah. or still are right and they are all playing that game constantly like whenever i sign into steam i'm seeing them all on there and they i've seen them on twitter really happy about it really excited about it they've been running tournaments which is I super mean, cool elven see. shadow is in the chat saying that they just played a first to five first to ten exhibition five first to ten exhibitions between us japan and it was like two frames and they said that it felt fantastic <laughs> amazing that's amazing super, that's yeah. really cool pulling off frc's in cross ocean matches that's super sick right that's really cool. and you know what i mean I mean, when we do the Ultra Chen TV Awards, we can call this a newcomer technology of the year, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's brand new tech. Exactly. Brand new technology. We've never new. seen before. Newcomer no, of the year, rollback netcode. <laughs> Let's go. Jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. It's really cool. And, you know, yeah, again, like I've seen so much positivity about it. I hope that the same kind of thing happens for other old games. Obviously a big part of, as we've discussed, a big part of why this is even there is that it was a fan-made project beforehand that uh, the devs ended up endorsing and bringing in. So That's like the best part of the story. That is just the greatest part of the story that they were like, you're working on this as a fan project? Well, then here's our letter to ask if we can actually just do this officially and join you. you Oh, yeah. No, it's super cool. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Gear. Congrats to all the players there. That's very yeah. exciting. So, I guess that's it for, well, basically for game news, other than Tekken, <laughs> which we'll get to shortly. Because, again, there wasn't a lot of news. There were some big things, and we've discussed part of it, but... Uh, not a lot of actual individual news pieces. Right. But so, obviously one of the biggest news is, is all the Tekken stuff. 
None of us here are Tekken experts, but we have a special guest for you guys who is a Tekken expert. But we couldn't get Eris on, so we're going to get Rip instead. So, you know, yeah, that's yeah. just the way it's going to work. So. <laughs> All right, Rip. Uh, Shaft it again. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, do you guys want to take a break real quick and then we can transition over and then uh, do all the stuff? Or do we want uh... <laughs> I mean, if you could just do it. Okay. But if you can't, then that's okay. No, I think I can. I think I can. So let's just get Rip on here then. Let's just do it. Cool. Let's just rip it. Let's just rip it. Here we go. Boom. Hey, there he is. Whoa. I don't get to There's see the table the with you guys? Oh, no, man. You're no. your little machine. I mean, I had to go back to court. I, I knew that was Shima Dojo the whole time. <laughs> uh, totally, yeah. It's just not enough room at the table for all four of us, so we had to transition. See, that's why I want to go on break, is to give the illusion that David runs to the actual court, and, <laughs> and uh, Brandon runs all the way to the Marvel stage, wherever that happens to be. The, on the danger planet. room, James. God. Come on. <laughs> How could you not know that? I knew the background that Rip was in right away. Yeah. I had I no idea that was the danger room. <laughs> yeah, actually, because yeah, I, I remember the Danger Room from X-Men Children of the Atom, which was sick, by the way, which is such a great uh, background. I didn't realize that was the Danger Room in Marvel 3. Sorry. That's just... Yeah, it looks better when you can see the floor, but it's fine. All right. What's up, Rip? <laughs> Hi, so, Rip. Much, I mean, well, there's a ton going on. There uh, is. There is Tekken, a lot. Tekken got a lot of stuff. Where do you guys want to start? <sighs> well, Season 4 is officially out now, right? So uh -huh. uh, a lot of... Things changing in there. I guess an uh, overview of kind of like what's changed, system changes, and, you know, sure. balance changes, etc. So one of the things they said they were going to do was they were going to increase the life bar. And this was like a big deal because in the previous right. season, season three, there was like increased combos, increased damage for everybody. And everyone thought, oh, man, this is a disaster. So then like, there's like increased health is coming. We're like, all right, that, that's kind of a good band-aid to slap on it. Uh -huh. And then they announced it's going from 170 HP to 175 HP. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, a jab is like more than five damage. You know? oh, yeah. uh, so a lot nothing. of people are pretty upset about that. But what they didn't tell us that they were doing that they did do, uh, they did decrease the, the scaling on the combos for wall combos yeah. uh, and for like balcony breaks and extended wall combos. So I guess there is more damage scaling and reduction that they did across the board by doing that, which is a better way of doing it in my opinion. Uh, I would have liked them to increase the combo scaling on just the regular combos as well, not just the wall, but I think this is a good place to start at least. Well, I mean, look, um, someone's going to win in a tournament with one pixel and everyone's going to be like, see? That's dude, five it's already health. happening. <laughs> it's already happening. Like, I've played, I've played probably like 15 hours in the last two days, which is ridiculous. Oh, but dang. The, uh, there's so many times that you end a round, you're like, oh, I survived. And they're like, here comes the comeback because now I have rage and all these comeback mechanics are available. So it's already making a difference. Uh, I was hoping that they were going to go for like 20 damage or something. <laughs> uh, but, you know, five, it's actually making a little bit of a difference. As far as uh, character balance goes, you know, they have basically given buffs for the majority of the cast. Okay. Uh, the characters that were super buffed before that people complaining about, like Leroy Fockbrom, Paul Phoenix, etc., they've all gotten like small nerfs. So they did actually kind of try to address some of that, but a lot of them are still very strong. Okay. Uh, and, you know, now it just seems like everyone else who wasn't good in the past, like Lars, they've actually made viable oh, now. Cool. So they've done a really good job of bringing up the old characters, but it's getting to a point now where everyone is going to be really scary, okay. uh, which is maybe good, maybe bad. I'm not sure. We'll have to see how it plays out. It's still early. 
Well, I mean, I was reading some things from some people saying that Leroy was deleted from the game. I mean, was that just like all exaggeration again? Typical reaction? It's always reaction stuff like that, right? Yeah, okay. um, and, you know, one of the things Tekken's done, you know, similar to how David was talking about Mortal Kombat earlier, you know, season by season, you kind of expect them to be like, oh, the game's kind of a good place. There's a couple tweaks. It will be kind of good to go. And then they come out with these new seasons like, surprise, there's new stuff for everybody. <laughs> things are yeah. majorly changed. You're like... Why? Why do we need all this change? But it's it's basically a whole fresh new game at this point. Uh, and people react on Twitter the way they do. The character's dead. This character will never win again. They're all wrong. Uh, you know, it's, it's the same They're thing. They're all wrong. They're Who all died? wrong. There's, yeah. uh, which character died in the patches? Honestly, yeah. I don't think anybody. Okay, um, but like, who did they think died? Who did they, I don't know. Like, it's. I think everybody thinks their own character died. They saw one nerf, you know? And if a character got a buff, they're like, that character's unstoppable now. I think Devilgen is ridiculous right now. Uh, I mean, the it's probably one that character is silly. Probably even characters that got buffs, but their buffs weren't as good as the other buffs, and so that character's dead, you know? Exactly. Like, that's heard, kind of the way to look at it. I've been, I've, I've been told that things have become maybe a little more homogenous. Are you worried about that at all? That everything's going to become samey? I mean, I've seen some people start to complain about that. Like, for example, they gave Bob a 15-frame launcher, which he's never had before. So oh. before, he was this character that didn't have that tool and was kind of one of the things about it. Like, you could do stuff that was minus 15 against him. Uh, but what's been happening across the board in this patch, when you look at it, a lot of stuff that was, say, like minus 15 before is now minus 14. So now a 14-frame launcher mm. is kind of becoming what a 15-frame launcher okay. was in the past. So, you know, they're just kind of keeping Bob in line with the rest of the changes they're making across the board. So I don't know what to think about that. It's it's a direction they're heading. It's not something that's final, I don't think. Um, I don't feel like the rest of the cast is really homogenized. That's, I think, something... That's like an argument that people have said about Tekken for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I don't really see it that way. There's a lot of trade-offs that I think people don't look at when they're looking at the balance of a Tekken character. Uh, I'll use my character as an example. Like Law, his rage drive and his power crush are terrible. But he's got the best damning punishes in the game. So people are like, Law's the best character. He's got all the punches. So I'm like, yeah, but he doesn't have a good backdash. He doesn't have a good standing right. jab range, etc. Right? So you got to like look at everything. And I think a lot of people don't do a good job of you know taking everything into consideration. Yeah. And, right. and Tekken is just one of those games that has that kind of very very subtle details that a lot of people I feel like gloss over, right? So mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, so I mean balance wise, I mean that's about all I've got for you. <laughs> like I haven't even gone through like the whole list. Like in this past hour and a half, like since I've known I've been on here, I'm like I'm reading through all the changes. I'm like looking through and I'm like, okay, I can see the stuff here. There's a lot of new moves added for a lot of the cast. So right. I think no matter who you are, if you play the game in the past, if you say like what does my character have, there's probably something for you to have fun with in there, which is pretty pretty impressive I think. Uh, just, you know, glossing over the list of everything and saying, right. what does my character have? What can I do here? Uh, but of course, you know, beyond the balance of the game, I think the netcode just changes are what stand up like yeah. above yeah, everything about else. That. Yeah, because I, mean, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you have a proper opinion on it for having only played 15 hours in the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, though... Uh, I have been reading just nothing but effusive praise. Obviously, Harada's been retweeting a lot of that, so that's where a lot of that is coming from. And uh, But, mm -hmm. I mean, just the effusive praise is there. And so for you, as a person who has dealt with, you know, Tekken 7 netcode up to this point, how have those 15 hours been so far? It's crazy. Like, it's getting to the point now where... Uh, you know, I'm like, I have like an open lobby where I just like invite people from my chat to play. Uh -huh. And as I'm playing something, I'm like, wait, where is this guy from? You know, and then I'm like, oh, he's from Europe. You know, like, that makes no sense. You know, <laughs> really? like that, very seriously, like, there, I can play now with people in London 
uh, and Germany. And like, I'm confused if they're on the East Coast of the US or if they're in Germany or London. It's wow. like that now. Wow. So it's, it's, it's mind blowing. You know, yesterday I had like a death match in ranked with someone on the East Coast who I'd never played before. He's like one of my viewers. And he's doing like this like Mishima wave dash, right? So if you guys haven't seen it, it's like very fast motion. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in the past, when you played online, you would have the sense of like, oh crap, he's doing the wave dash. I have to guess because I can't react to anything. But multiple times while playing yesterday, I would just be like, calm. And then there it is. There's the law. I block it. And that that like moment I had was like, you can't do that. You can't like that. That <laughs> changes everything. Like the whole fear of being online and being put into an online situation yeah. doesn't exist as much across the United States, at least, right? Like if I tried playing out to like Indonesia, that's where things started getting like really dicey, right? That's like <laughs> a two-bar connection in Tekken now, which mm -hmm. is really bad. Like it's still you can do combos on that still, but it's not. You're not playing real right, anymore. Right. I, I tried playing with Pakistan. That didn't work at all. Uh, so <laughs> that was like okay, that doesn't work. Uh, then that's, you know, as far away from Los Angeles I can get, basically, unless I'm going yeah. to, like, South Africa or something. <laughs> well, he here's a question, though. I mean, when you're saying dicey, is it still feel like it's de it's delay, right? It's not like rollback, where people are jumping around, right? It's It, it, it turns right. into the... It's still the super huge delay, so... So Tekken does a really weird thing, because it, it has it has both, right? So depending on the distance you have... And they haven't, they haven't officially come out and said right. anything. This mm -hmm. is my interpretation of what I understand about it from everything I've played. Depending on the distance you play against someone, they add in a little bit more delay. So the further away they are, the more delay gets added. And then there's still rollback that happens on top of that, okay? So it does have rollback, but it's not like the teleporting rollback. You're never right. going to see a major teleport of like, this guy was here, now he's on that side of the screen. It's like a mission wave dash, he's back, then all of a sudden he's in my face. You'd never see anything like that kind of roll rolling back happen, which is what's odd about it, right? Um, but it definitely has rollback. You'll see like a hit really part that turns rollback. into a block stun. Without a doubt, like in my eyes, without a doubt, uh, I, there's there's a debate about that that could be had, yeah. um, but it's not it's not the same as say like most of the rollback out there, right? Mm -hmm. Where you just play on your end and then it'll roll back to figure out what happened later and teleport things into place. Uh, this is like it's really weird. I don't actually know how they do it, but there is certainly an amount of delay that they use to kind of hide it, and they try to do as minimal changes to rolling back situations right. as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think the whole logic behind their approach to this was because they put this in the arcade first. Tekken 7 Lost in Arcade is an online game, right? And this was right. five years ago. So, you know, and prior to that, by the way, the same online infrastructure that they're using existed in Tekken Tag 2, which came out in 2012. And in 2012, their Tekken Tag 2, you would see a lot more rollbacks where you'd see the hit spark turn a block spark, etc. And I, I went back and I played Tekken Tag 2 back in March, and you can see the rollbacks there. I put out, like, slow-mo examples of it. And it's clear. You can see, like, in slow motion, you see it, like, he got hit, turned to a hit animation. All of a sudden, the next frame, boom, he's blocking. It's a block spark. And so there is definitely a rollback happening there, right? Um, but there is still delay. So if you're playing, like, Los Angeles to Indonesia, and it's set to two bar, you can feel the delay difference, right? right? But the way those bars work now, basically across the U.S., West Coast to East Coast is four bars, and you don't really feel delay. Additionally, Mark Man is in my chat, and he told me that uh, for this, he said that they've also reduced the input delay in general offline. So now, even huh. on a five bar connection, it feels better than before because you now have less input delay, which is actually even better. Like that to me is like <laughs> the best world case scenario, right? So yeah, now, cause... like the five bar connections are like ridiculous, like unbelievably ridiculous. Right. Because, I mean, one of the things that, you know, like Keats has repeatedly said is that rollback netcode is delay-based netcode with extra stuff on top. You, If you just set the delay 
on rollback right. netcode, it's exactly the same thing as delayed base netcode, right? So right. maybe that's just, you know, that's probably what Tekken's doing. Like you said, based on the distance, they just increase the delay to right. prevent the rollback from snapping as much and such. So exactly. we, we feel the delay. And so that's mm -hmm. why people can't block snake edges and rage online and stuff like that. I can't imagine, <laughs> can't imagine who would do that, but you know, that Are you definitely, speaking from experience, James? <laughs> uh, no, not, not at all. Not at all, you know, and stuff. But, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, but obviously the, the, when I went from playing all online and then I went to offline, it definitely felt very different to me. But now right. with all this conversation, like I am super tempted to jump back in you and, and really try it. You have to try it again. I think if, yeah. if anyone tried checking online and didn't like the online before, you have to try it again now. It's it's night and day in my eyes. Okay. Try it again, James. James. Yeah. And like even try it again, James. <laughs> especially yeah, within the United States. I think that's like the big deal, right? Because... Uh, you know, when I see people when they were testing this out, they were like, "Like, oh my god, I get four bars in the U.S. and like they're like from France or something." I'm like, "That's impossible because the U.S. is gigantic." You know, like <laughs> you can get maybe from France to the East Coast, but there's no way you're getting four bars from France to the West Coast, right? Um, and so that's like a three-bar connection, which is still playable in my eyes. Three-bar and up is all playable. Four bars and up is like near perfect. Five bars is like you're just playing offline, online. Okay. It's okay. ridiculous. So you you played Ki and Injustice and stuff, yeah. How do you feel this netcode compares to those games? Uh, it's, it's really odd, because like the majority of the time when I was playing KI or Injustice, I wasn't playing international matches, right? So if you're talking about just the US comparison, it's the same, if not better. Like, and the, reason I, the only reason I would say it's better is because you don't see any kind of teleportation from the rollbacks happening. You know, and I think that's one of the things that you look at and you say, is this important? At, at this point at the stage now, when you compare these different types of rollbacks, mm -hmm. you say, you know, if do I want a rollback implementation that has teleports or one that doesn't? What's the trade-off here, and what do I lose by not having that teleportation happen? You know, right. um, and that's the kind of thing. Because I remember when I played Ki, you know, I'd play Sadir, and she was like a very jump happy character. Uh, and a lot of times I'd be like, oh, I'm here now. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, I can still do. I'm still hitting my butt in the air because I'm in the air. I'm Sadir. I'm hitting a heavy kick. You know, and I'm going to try and cross you up. And that was the whole game plan. So you know, there were there were other times in Ki where you know you just like. There would be a like projectile explosion, and then often it wasn't there, and there would be another screen again, other side of the screen again. So you know that was a very fast-paced game. So you would expect that kind of stuff to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's really weird. Like I think it can be better for NRS. Even you know I think that Mortal Kombat 11 is like the best netcode they've released. But the problem with that I have is that offline it feels like you're playing in mud still. You know there's just so much uh, input delay that's on that game uh, prior to even playing online. So when you have offline, Tekken 7 started off the same way. Offline Tekken 7 when it launched right. on console was terrible. Mm -hmm. And then they've cut back the input delay multiple times now. So Mortal Kombat 11 is still in that boat. So when I go back, when I was testing out this and then they said they're going to update the netcode, I tried out all those games. I tried out KI again. I tried out oh, MK11 again. Cool. And MK11 to me, I felt like, dude, I can hardly do combos on here offline. <laughs> you know, so, but <laughs> once I learned to do offline, I can hit them online just fine, right? But it was just such a struggle for me. Uh, for me, the peak NRS netcode was Injustice Ooh. 2. Because I remember I played, um, oh man, what is his name? He was the English flag around his neck. Uh, Foxy Grandpa? <sighs> Foxy Grandpa, thank you. <laughs> I played him during the beta. <laughs> I played him during the beta of Injustice 2, and that, I couldn't believe it. I was like, is he visiting the US or something? I remember asking people in chat <laughs> that question, and he was actually still in London. And this feels like that. Okay. So, so tech, this is, it's about that level, I think. Uh, Injustice 2 was the best, I think, NRS netcode compared to what the game was, and I think Tekken 7 is right up there with that right now. Yeah, because, I mean, one of the things that, you know, I will say about 
rollback netcode is when you do have a bad connection, it obviously feels and looks worse than delay-based netcode. And that's where I think mm -hmm. a lot of the anti-rollbackers kind of come from is that, you know, yeah. it's it's a miserable experience when you see the teleportation and stuff. And right. Yeah, whatever... Yeah, whatever uh, the Tekken guys are doing, Harada and, and, and gang are doing to make it so that there's no none of that teleporting, at mm -hmm. least not within three frames, and you can't see three frames of rollback, it's, right? So it's right. That sounds absolutely amazing, and I wish, I hope they talk about it more. I really do. Hope. Have, I saw something in my chat yesterday say like, I hope that they do like a dev talk about mm -hmm. what their netcode is doing. Yeah, uh, and personally, I hope to hear it as well because that would explain you know what we're seeing and why it is the way it is uh like clearly like if like i was saying if you have like a three bar connection that's like la to london there there is like a tiny bit of delay you feel right but mm -hmm. i'm saying it's so small that you're basically like yeah i can still play the game just fine here and it's not like i have to totally adjust to how i'm doing my combos <laughs> and everything it's not that kind of a delay feeling so they're adding like just enough delay where you can still have a great experience versus like Oh god, there's so much delay here now. Now I know I'm playing online. It's so weird. <laughs> it's it's still uh, better know. than season one offline, <laughs> basically, right? <laughs> You're actually not far off. There. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's Talk actually about like that. Uh, Wi-Fi indicator business. Oh yeah, this is cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw the clip of you. <laughs> that was the first person. That clip. Look, I didn't ask to make that because someone just made it, right? But that was uh, that was the first time I ran into a Wi-Fi guy in rank. So that was the one thing they added. It this. You know, if you're on Wi-Fi now, there's a symbol for it, uh, and people can choose to decline you. So I haven't personally ran into a, a ton of people who are on Wi-Fi or not. Like, the stat that they said was that over 50% are on Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they're all just hiding now or if they all went on purchase <laughs> Ethernet cables or what the deal is. I haven't tried playing on the PlayStation 4 again. You know, like, PC is definitely right. the console I play on, system I play on. Um, so I, I've just I've never really looked at my PS4 for Tekken again since it launched, and I might go try it now just to see. Um, you know, maybe there's a bunch more Wi-Fi guys on there, but I haven't yeah, even tried accepting a Wi-Fi match to compare it. On console, for sure. No, for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm sure even on PC, people will figure out how to mod and hack it and hide it, you know, to show like they're on Ethernet even though they're not. <laughs> uh, because they're so scared of being exposed instead of just <laughs> buying a cable and having a better experience themselves, you know? Uh, it is what it is. Uh, but no, I'm, people, I'm very happy that they put that in there. There's people the online. Indicator. Why would you put a Wi-Fi indicator? That means no, everybody will reject us when when we're online. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of that's the idea, bud. <laughs> I, I think I feel like I feel like the majority of that must be just memes and people like trolling. I don't know how much of that is real. It's hard to say, to be honest. I don't know, I, mean, man. I saw that conversation like from like Smash players or something like that. So I think it's pretty serious, uh, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. So yeah, it's fine. <laughs> to my, I understand why the Wi-Fi is bad on your end. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's very common, right? For sure. Uh, but yeah, everything else with Tekken is it's just it's all been good news so far. They have a new character Kunimitsu. Yeah. Uh, that they revealed. You know, they said beforehand that like she plays nothing like a Tekken character and stuff. So I was excited that she was gonna have like a meter mechanic or something. There's none of that. She just she's got one projectile she can throw across, and that's about it. Everything else is very Tekken-like. Uh, yeah, nothing that, like that's a Tekken all. character. She has a kunai. <laughs> yeah, she's got one kunai one she can throw across. Kunai. Yeah, is I mean, it is I mean, it like it's literally just like one thing you can throw and then you can't throw it anymore or something? Kind no, of like... no, no, no. It's a projectile. She can okay, do it repeatedly. Okay. And if, if you block it, then she teleports to you and she's punishable. So it's kind of like a projectile that's punishable, uh, which the other characters don't have about their projectiles, really. Like Noctis's, right. he'll teleport to you, but it's not punishable. Uh, so it's, she's kind of a mix of, I would say, Yoshimitsu and Noctis 
with maybe some Master Raven thrown in there for her combos. So if you like any of those characters, Kunimis is probably the character for you. She does crazy damage. Her combos look very stylish. Uh, she's very small, so she looks like very short on screen, which I feel like is going to be useful in some ways to be evasive for certain things. But it's uh, one of those things where, you know, we just have to see how it plays out. It's only like a day and a half in right now for the character. Some people sure. are saying in the chat that her backdash is super good. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's 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 probably going to get nerfed. It's <laughs> It looks like, it, it almost looks like it's bugged. Like, I've seen like high-level Korean players backwards. She looks like she's sliding backwards across the screen. I'm like, well, that's <laughs> that's too fast. It's, it's ridiculous. And she's small, so she backdash and ducks, and then you're like, well, I can't even, I can't do nothing. Right, yeah. See, now, because that sounded like it was a character that I need to play now, just so I could run away. <laughs> I mean, you, you'll you like her anyway. Like, she, I think her combos are just so fun to hit that oh, yeah? okay. uh, she, she's a fun character to play in general. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all that's right. That's all I've got. Do, do you have <laughs> any like, feelings on whether she's strong or is it just too early? I think it's too early right now. She's, she doesn't have anything that stands out as super broken other than the backdash, I think. Her damage, her wall carry is really far, but then like the ender that goes the furthest swaps sides. So it's like she can take you all the way to the wall, but at the end she puts herself at the wall. So <laughs> it's this weird situation. It's going to take a while, but I don't feel like she's a, a very busted character uh, like a Fakamrom or a Leroy was. Uh, unless the backdash is that good. I think she'll be very annoying and hard to deal with, but not a broken character right now for what right. I'm seeing. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, anything else to say about tech in the game itself? Uh, you know, I saw Arturo tweeted that the player base on Steam has more than doubled since this netcode update. It went from like 4,000 something <laughs> to like 9,000 something. Uh, I think a lot of people are excited about the netcode. And if you, like I said earlier, if you guys haven't tried it out before, try it out now. Okay. Uh, try it out again, basically. You know, if you, if you didn't like it before, try it out now. Uh, and, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people get caught up in the discussion like, but is it real rollback? You know, and I'm like, I'm like it doesn't even matter. Like, <laughs> right. None of us know the technical details. Go play it. If you like it, continue playing it. Uh, I think you're going to like it, though, because it's, it's that good right now to me. Okay. Dude, I just saw the tweet that was linked by Shay in the chat that shows what her backdash looks like. It actually kind of looks bugged. Yeah, wow. It looks bugged, right? It, it's, yeah. it's like the initial frames of the backdash are too big. So like, she can just go <laughs> hella far back. Yeah, and that's yeah. Ben Chang. He's been entering our like weeklies. He's from Seattle right now. So he's a Korean player that lives in Seattle, and he's been entering our WNF weeklies that we do. So... He's a monster. We can't beat him. It's frustrating. And now he's got that. <laughs> it's like, we're That's dead. All. We're dead. <laughs> yeah. Mm, all right. Okay. Um, okay. Can you talk to me about who the main man is? What's going on there? Oh, the main. What's going on there? What? I want to talk about the way that it was mm. kind of I released see. early for some Yeah. So. That was a very weird situation, obviously. Like, I think, you know, Harada came out. He put out a tweet saying, like, I, you know, the the business sense of marketing. Whoa, is that a Amber yeah, alert? I think we're all getting that, actually. My phone is about to hit at any second. I'm just getting ready to mute yeah. it. You know, I, I'm not in your area, so yeah. I, I think I'm good. It's just saying to wear a mask, basically, which you should. <laughs> okay. They should okay. set an Amber alert for that every day. They should. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, oh, man. That would have been funny. Um. But no, yeah, so Harada made a tweet about how he doesn't understand the business sense of the European uh, marketing team or something. So it sounds like something happened to Europe. Well, so you what, know, what, happened? What, was the, what was the story? Yeah, so basically what happened was, I guess, in Europe, I don't know the full story, but I guess in Europe, the one of the teams over there decided that they were going to give early access to some people. Okay, I'm just going to say people because it's not even like influencers who have big followings or something. Like, the people who did get it were, like, the, that we know are, like, the main man and uh, legendary Mihawk from Germany, right? 
Uh, Mihawk, he's, he's got like a decent sized Tekken stream or something. And then you've got the main man, who's probably one of the biggest Tekken streamers out there. So like, that's that's pretty notable. You can Those guys deserve to get in my eyes, right? The rest of the people, there are people I've seen who have like 100 Twitter followers, 200 on Twitch. And they had the game days before. Not just like the day before. They've had it days before. They got to prepare all this content for Did it. Did they have day. like a big YouTube? Like what happened? I don't... I, what? There are some guys who were playing like flight simulator with this code afterwards. You know what I mean? Like they were like, <laughs> I don't know. This seemed like somebody in the marketing team over there was like, who are my homies? All right, I got to get some yeah. technical guys. You like this? You like this? You like this? You guys all get some hook all you guys up. That's what it seems like, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing about it. That same weekend was the Tekken Online Challenge. It was last weekend. Tekken Online Challenge, which is this weekly event they've been doing for different regions. There's yes. an open bracket tournament, exhibition matches. So I've had permission to restream those. So I'm restreaming the exhibition. It's like the middle of the night, right? It's like 3 a.m. I'm starting to get DMs from people like, hey, do you know what time the embargo lifts? I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking about. You know, like, stop <laughs> DMing me. Then around, like, I'm like, it's like the final exhibition match of the night. And in the middle of it, people in my chat started going, hey, I'm like, main man streaming season four. I'm like... Say what? You know, like, it's, <laughs> it's the Tekken online channel. It's on the official Tekken channel that's happening at the same time that their embargo lifts to stream season four. Like, that clearly did not have any thought process behind it, right? Uh, so I see that happen. I'm like, okay, someone effed up, number one, because there's no way that got approval. Just You can tell just from this one moment, right? And so I'm like, well, this is what it is. Let's see what happens with it. Uh, and then, you know, it turns out they had days of access they had the patch notes even though the patch notes weren't out for everybody oh, and it just seemed like and it was, it was, hurt. Wow, it okay. was clearly wow. it was clearly something wow. that was for <laughs> uh that was not approved globally you know what i mean uh and like personally i just felt like it was such a bad way to reveal it to the community because everyone at that point until that point everyone had been super excited about season four's release and then they're all excited like get their hands on it and i think of it in the sense of like you know if the game came out for everyone globally same mode, boom, the update hits Steam or whatever. Everyone's like, download it. Everyone figures out what's happening. What Look at all these new moves. And instead you're like, did you guys watch that guy's stream <laughs> at all yesterday? Uh, it's, it's, it kind of like killed uh, the hype for a lot of people, right? It's like, oh, it's man. Christmas. And then the day before Christmas, somebody else unboxes your present. You're like, oh, that's what I got. Well, I guess I'll get it tomorrow, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. I've been waiting for it for a month now. Uh, you know, I think that's kind of the feeling that happened. And it clearly wasn't something approved all the way up because obviously Harada made the tweet about the European... Uh, uh, marketing team or whatever so it sounds like that's where it started and you know i've been around long enough to know that that's how those things happen there's miscommunication yes. between the regions mm-hmm. uh so yeah I, yeah I don't i don't fault any of the content creators obviously like if you're a content creator and banda says hey we're giving early access to the game do you guys want to be a part of it uh hell yeah you know you have no idea. and if you say no sure. what's gonna what's that gonna do you know everyone else is gonna do it anyway right and, so, and, and, and just just as a reminder again you know ultra tv landscaping you know if you want to send us anything early to uh no just kidding yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm also looking for an xbox series <laughs> i'm part of ultra chen yeah no yeah yeah, yeah. 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 add Should my twitter account to the, to the poll. <laughs> 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 the, the thing that oh, cracked man. me up a lot about the uh the people who got it was that mm-hmm. one of the people who got it was Tekken Master. And, yeah. like, he's a great guy. I love him. And right. he actually is pretty good at Tekken. He but is. I guarantee that the reason that he got it was that his handle is Tekken Master. And whoever, <laughs> whoever does this just saw, like, wow, somebody, Tekken Master, huh? Okay, mm-hmm. clearly somebody who needs yeah. to have it, right? Yeah, Even though he's best known the, for the playing worst, NRS games. The worst part about that specifically was, uh, you know, Anakin quote tweeted Tekken Master's video. And he was, all he said was, 
what the you know because and and, he, and then Tekken Master replied like yeah man they gave it out to several people and then of course I'm thinking like how could you say that to Anakin of all people you know right? first of all first of all Anakin actually tested the netcode update before it came out like he announced he's one tester and even he was like what the when he saw Tekken Master's video right. online you know what I mean like. Just all kinds of mind-boggling there. I mean, but someone the good says, news is it came out very soon after. Someone said that Giuna DM'd Namco at Nordic and gave him a fake address in Finland, and he got a code. Is that true? <laughs> that sounds like some BS, but it also could be very true. Uh, <laughs> the, also, the fun, okay, this I probably should talk about. This, but anyway, there's, it turns out one of those guys over there, like they followed me on Twitter, and I had no idea. So it's not like, like they know who I am. They were like. Let's definitely not give that guy. You know, give it to Tekken Master and give it to other people <laughs> from the region, basically. I didn't even know he followed me. I was like, why would the Nordic Tekken guy know me? And it turned out he does. He follows me on Twitter. I was like, man, you son of a gun. Now, now obviously... <laughs> Rip in particular. <laughs> now, obviously, the, the reaction from a lot of people has been very polarizing, right? And in particular, of course, Eris came out and was just like, oh, I'm, I'm really mad about this. I'm not going to support, you know, I'm not going to even play this anymore until Tekken 8 and everything like that. I mean, how, what's your reaction? Especially as an influence with level up your game and you do all this stuff for Tekken all the time. Uh, you know, how do you feel as a content producer, influencer that, you know, these other people in europe and by the way europe is notorious for where most leaks come from but mm -hmm. um uh how does that make you feel as a as a content creator i mean it, it always sucks right like you always as a content creator or someone who's been like involved in tech and scene for so long like you want to get early access to things you know you even, even if it's like like can i get like a dlc code bro you know it's like <laughs> like like at, like at one point you just start getting those things you know i definitely i'm not at that point yet right uh but it's it always sucks, but I, in this case, in this situation, I understand that this was a screw-up. You know, that's the way I view it. Like, this was a screw-up. This wasn't something that they said, we should do a global rollout, you know, to content creators who support Tekken and, like, doing this way. This was definitely just, like, a we should do our EU region thing. You know, maybe NA will do something. Maybe Japan will do something. Yeah. And they didn't really think it through and get it all approved, right? Uh, Eris's take on it, like, I think it's... He's at the point of frustration now where, you know, first of all, he's not involved, like, with everything anymore anyway. You know, he's kind of... I don't want to say abandoned, but he's kind of left behind that. He doesn't need it anymore. His, his stream and everything is huge enough. You know, the the, the people, uh, similar to what Levin's argued about in the past, you know, like the Tekken community that, like, when you get to that mass number of viewers, it's, it's pretty toxic in terms of, like, you know, like, man, why aren't you playing online? Play this character. Play that character. They're all telling you what to do. Like, who cares? I'm just going to play Dark Souls and do whatever I want. You know, like, he doesn't want to deal with any of that. Uh, right? I mean, I, and who can fault him with any of that? But I think... From, from his tweets and the things he said in the stream, I think that it's clear that he feels kind of burned uh, yeah. in the past by them, you know? So I think he's kind of reached the tipping point and just seeing that morning uh, the tweets that, like, a lot of people are making, myself included, Spaghetti Rip, and all these other guys who are essentially left out. But I don't want to use that word. It just feels like uh, that's what he came across as from Eris, right? But that feeling of being left out by the company uh, is something that, you know, uh, I think really affected him a lot more than it's affected me in this instance. Like, when I think about being, like, burned like that, like, for me, that's Capcom to me, you know? Because, and this is this is a little off-topic from it, but, you know, like, for me, with, like, Street Fighter League or something, like, I always felt like they didn't really want me there. You know, I was like, all right, you know, like, I feel like I'm doing a good job. I feel like I'm a competent game. I knew the game and everything, and, like, that's just... 
yeah, I mean, you know, shout out. Here's Rob TV. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> shout out, right, shout yeah, out to right. Rob TV. He's doing a good job. Yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No, but, no, that's not a bash on Rob. Right, right. But no, I mean, like. Either. Even even when you were doing it, I mean, I right. specifically went out of my way to let you know that I thought you were doing a fantastic job on Street Fighter. I, I remember that. And that was like the first yeah, time I'd done like, the whole really well. thing, right? Yeah. Thank you. But for me, it was like I would do the Street Fighter League and they would have like a finals thing and I wouldn't be involved in that. And then they would do the second season and it would be a finals right. thing and I wouldn't be involved in that. And I was like, am I part of this or not? And then, you know, like that to me burns me way more than like a little <laughs> marketing thing where I didn't get a code early a day or something. You know what I mean? So, sure. so I mean, Tekken, I think for me, uh, my relationship with Ben and Amco, I think that I've been very involved. I don't really feel uh, like they've really hurt me in that way. Uh, but I definitely see where Eris is coming from because this does happen quite a bit. Uh, with companies where they're like, oh yeah, we should have probably considered you for something like this. And a lot of content creators get left behind in that, you know. Uh, for example, in this case, you know, it's Europe. The Blasted Salami, he puts together these great Tekken tutorials. Right. Yeah. And he's totally overlooked, right? And right. he's one of those guys who's like constantly overlooked. So, you know, if I'm in his position, and I think I talked to him at the Tekken finals last year, we met for the first time. I was telling him like, you know, tutorials, it's, it's a rough path, man. I used to do them. Uh, and like, you know, you just don't, like... You get you get appreciation from the fans of the series, you know, who are trying to learn. You know, you can build a big following like that. But in terms of like getting monetization through that, or you know, getting company support from the publisher, I think that's a very difficult path yeah. uh, to take. For sure, yeah, I've often what? said I've often said that uh, you know making beginner content because I've tried to do this as well. You know, ba making beginner mm -hmm. content on YouTube is. Like the people who enjoy it the most are people who are good at fighting games and try to imagine being a beginner and going, that would have been cool if I had that, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but oh, yeah. beginners don't actually find that content, which is the craziest part about it. So, mm -hmm. well, uh, one of the points that Eris made uh, was that he does not want to like put all of his eggs in one developer's basket, you know, right. um, so Tekken, well, Bandai, um, he doesn't want to just be in one and he thinks that if you're going to do content creation or commentary as a job, as like your full-time thing, that it's risky to do that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, you bringing up Capcom and us obviously talking about Bandai as well, makes me wonder what you think about that. Uh, I mean, I think I, I definitely agree with theirs. And I think this is true for like basically anything esports related. You know, if anything esports related can just disappear. And for me, <laughs> the thing yeah. that uh, that really set that in my mind was in 2010, we had Major League Gaming come across for Tekken 6. They mm. picked this up for an entire season. We had a, a series across the country, which back in 2010 was a big deal. Like, mm -hmm. we had these big prizes with $10,000 and everything. We're like, wow, we're here. Esports is here for Tekken. Tekken's going to be the next big Halo or something. Uh, and then the next year, it's gone, you yeah. know? And I was like, wow, I was a commentator, which I wasn't intending to be. And then it just was gone all of a sudden, right? And then I would do random commentary <laughs> things here and there. You know, MLG would come back every couple of years and be like, hey, here's an Injustice event. Here's a KI event or something. Uh, and it would be back, but, you know, it just disappeared out of nowhere. So I've always taken that into consideration where, you know, Tekken World Tour started maybe three or four years ago. And I was like, okay, we'll do it this year. Let's see if it's here next year, you know? Uh, and so for me, I always kind of tried to do as much as I could that I enjoyed. Uh, so I did, you know, I did Tekken, I did Street Fighter, I did KI and NRS yep. stuff. Um, but then I also tried doing like PUBG, Arena Valor and stuff. That's great, and yeah. I did, you know, like the National PUBG League, which I did, was very cool. It was like, you know, you're in this big venue and all this stuff, but it, it was such a drain. It wasn't as fun. And it, I did it for like 10 days straight. And after that, I was just done with it. I was like, nope, wow. this is not for me. It's just, you know, the people there weren't as 
Okay, I should be careful with this. No, Wait, no. hang on a second. No, no. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, I really like the people fighting the MGC. You know, the fighting game community is where I belong. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Okay, I've removed Rip from the screen, so you know there. The, he didn't say anything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just it wasn't, it wasn't the same vibe. As no, doing I MGC mean, stuff. you know what? The the funny thing is to put it into perspective, right? There was uh, the South by Southwest events. Uh, mm-hmm. that we did for fighting games a couple of times. And, yep. you know, we're working with a team that works with a bunch of different esports and all the time. And I still mm-hmm. remember the most recent South by Southwest we did, the guys we were working with, the South by Southwest guys, the venue guys and everything like that, and they were like, I don't know why you guys have a bad reputation. You guys are by far the most enjoyable <laughs> people and, like, most realistic. And, like, the fighting game community people are, like, they're super homeboys, you know, like... You guys were by far the most fun to work with. You know, that's kind of, mm-hmm. I think, kind that's of... What the, the ESL folks have told us that as well. Yeah. Yep. E-League as well. E-League yeah, E-League, that's right. Way. E-League said that, yeah. I mean, it's because we're the best. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why we're the best, but we're clearly the best. Dude, I agree with you guys. I'll yeah. say this. I'll say this, too. Unbiased even, personally. even the lady that sold me my dipping Dots at the CEO venue was like, you guys are the nicest people that we have ever had as customers <laughs> wow. in this venue. Like, she literally said that, dude. Yeah. In Dippin Daytona Dots, Beach, Florida, I'm not sure that it's a very high bar. To it. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, man. Fair. Fair. Oh man, <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I do think you know that I've, having done stuff with so many things, you know, I, I felt like it was good for me uh, in terms of you know not keeping all my eggs in that one basket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now, obviously, it's it's a much riskier basket to have because I'm so much more focused on Tekken again. Right. Uh, and and a big part of that is like I didn't like MK11 as much. I tried it, you know, Noob Saibot came back, but he's not the zoner he used to yeah. be. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so I was like, this ain't Noob, and I was. So, can I just rant about that? How does NRS, the masters of zoning, <laughs> drop the ball on Noob Saibot zoning? Okay, but come when on. custom variations come out, people are probably going to play a zoner heavy noob. Yeah. I'll try it. And and, and <laughs> to be it. honest with you, it seemed like NRS was very <laughs> cognizant of Injustice 2's complaints that mm-hmm. there was too much zoning. And I think, because honestly, when MK11 first came out, there was like one zoner, right? It was like Cetrion, right. and that was it, so. I mean, but even if you go back to Injustice 1, they should have known it from that game, and they kept it in Injustice 2. Why not keep it for MK11? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm You're saying. Like the one new. person. Uh, yeah, yeah the one new, person. I've you always and me are, who are upset about it. Yeah, yeah I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it is, yeah. That that's what that is. But but yeah, I mean, currently, you know, Tekken's where my my eggs are in that basket right now. Yeah. Uh, for you know, for better or worse, I do think it's a it's a riskier strategy. But uh, you know, I I'm fortunate enough to have a degree I can fall back on if all this just yeah, eats done right now, right? So yeah. that's kind of where I've always been, basically. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Well. And also, obviously, plug some stuff. You got some. Oh well, yeah, I mean, like, uh, just kind of on top of that, I want to ask you: Has your streak ended yet, or have you? Are you no. still? You're still on the streak, right? Still now. Tell, on the streak. Tell yeah, people I about seem... the streak. Tell people about the streak. Sure. Oh right, right, so, right. I started streaming every day around the time the pandemic started. It wasn't an intentional thought. It was just like uh, I was streaming for like five days straight or something. Some guy in chat's like. Wow, I haven't seen you in a long time. I'm like, bro, I've been here for five days. How have you not seen me? You know, and like, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put it in the title. Like, here's day six. You know, and that's all I started to do. Uh, and next thing you know, now it's up to 230 something. Uh, wow. I've lo- I don't, I don't keep track of it. I just like update the number each day. It's like 230s though. Uh, and on top of that, you know, we do the Wednesday night fights still streams every week on Wednesdays. 
uh, which have been getting better and better since we've expanded the region. And I want to expand it to all of America. Now. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I do. I really do. I think right, the Netflix yeah. can support it. The The only issue is I'm figuring out logistics of thinking of like, how do we do this with time zones and oh, try to put yeah. everyone in the same bracket, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a couple ideas. Uh, we hope to do roll that out probably the next week or two. Uh, but I'm excited about that. And then we started our own tournament series called Bogus Journeys Tournament Series, where we just kind of do fun, wacky tournaments. So mm -hmm. we're going to have a Kunimitsu-only tournament next <laughs> Friday. Uh, so, you know, it'll be like that. I'll, and that'll probably be open to the whole U.S. as well. So, and we'll probably get some prizes where we're like, we have a little thing going with Red Bull right now, so we can oh, nice. give away some prizing and Kwanba stuff. So all Ooh. that stuff, twist.tv slash level up your game. Boom. Okay. Cool, man. Yeah, thanks for having Dope. me. Thanks a lot for coming <laughs> no, on, dude. Of Congratulations course. also, yeah, by no, the way. No super on. last minute. Thanks for coming. Yeah, <laughs> course, and I, I'm, I'm really happy for you and all the Tekken heads for the great netcode. That's really super cool. Yeah, that's definitely I, fun, for man. one, am extremely jealous. <laughs> yes, Samurai Showdown is the only modern game now being left the fuck out. No. Well, I guess besides like, maybe Dragon Ball and Grand Blue. What about yeah, Grand Blue? Yeah. Yeah. Dragon Ball and Grand Blue. Uh, yeah. that, that's fair. There's that's a couple fair. more. They're, yeah. they're getting there. I feel like all the games have recognized it now, right? And I think, yeah. I think especially with Tekken right now, seeing the player base jump, I think that's going to be a big deal. I yeah. think a lot of developers have taken note. Uh, and, I, and I only see good netcode coming forward for all the new games. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm I sure mean, you're Especially right. with, like, Dragon Ball, because Arxis is going that route. Bandai Namco is going that route. I mean, that game is made by both of them now. So, mm -hmm. you know? You've got no choice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Cool. cool. Yep. All right, dude. Thanks yep. a lot. Later, guys. Bye, right, Rip. See ya. Now, uh, somebody here in the chat has asked, do we think Soul Calibur 6 will see these improvements? I mean, that's the hope, right? I mean, we will, but Harada did put out a tweet saying that the technology is very Tekken-specific right now, and, you know, it's not going to be something that they can just easily transport over to something else. That's the nature of rollback, for sure. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that mm. goes, and uh, hopefully uh soul caliber 6 will get something like that but uh man that would be super sick the only reason that i stopped playing that game was because the netco is not good dude that would be this is this is like the one all i'm lucky in that the games that i play like tend to have pretty good netcode mm -hmm. sf5 obviously could be better but like it's still rollback but like when you guys are, t are talking about sam show or grand, grand blue or other games that have really bad netcode the closest that it comes to me is like i really like playing caliber and bb tag and I stopped because the netcode was bad. Dude. But I, it would be super sick if I got to play those again. Definitely. I, I stopped playing Soul Calibur for the same reason. Now I play Soul Calibur every Monday with the right. with the Soul Cal distancing for the Parsec stuff. And like I said, I have right. been having a blast. Like I'm just oh God, it's so fun to play that game right now. Yeah. So you know, it just shows you that if the net code was good, we would be playing all these. I would be playing Undernight in Birth if the net right. code was good, right? Hey, I would have been... at least at least that team is trying to make yeah. it happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we talked about that. Cool. I uh, I really doubt that Soul Calibur gets this update. By the way, just throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not holding my breath for it. Let's put it that way. So it just it just feels to me like they feel like that game is more of an afterthought. I, that's yeah. like the impression that I've gotten from yeah, for, no, the for Bandai sure. folks. Yeah. Well, sure. I have heard that you know that the that Bandai Namco is really happy with Soul Calibur Six right now. It's the third highest okay. selling Soul Calibur game ever. 
Uh, and, you know, okay. that doesn't sound impressive, but considering Soul Calibur 1 was the first game to get a perfect 40 from Famitsu on the Dreamcast, yeah. and Soul Calibur 2 is like the favorite Soul Calibur of all time for all Soul Calibur players, right. that Soul Calibur 6 has achieved similar numbers since then is actually really impressive. They even made a season 2. You know, Okubo yeah. was clearly loud about, hey, if Soul Calibur doesn't sell well, that's the end of Soul Calibur, and they right. got a season 2. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, well, I hope it happens. Yeah. All but right. it's it's unplayable online outside of the Parsec stuff. It really, really is. I mean, when I first did this Parsec stuff, I mean, so one of the Soul Calibur guys was even telling me I was kind of one of the reasons that the Soul Calibur community had the Parsec boom recently. So mm, because I, I was one of the first people to do that. So I'm actually really All happy right. about that. So Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's go, James. <laughs> Oh, man. Cool. So do you want to take a break now? When we come back, we can do 5-5 five, five matchup? Yeah, let's do that. Cool. We'll be right mm -hmm. back, guys, uh, here on Ultra Chen Total Landscaping. Be right back. Play the music. Play the music. Oh, where is it? Where is it? I should really get this music queued up beforehand these days. Uh, always use this. People in the chat, uh, let me know if uh, the volume of the music is too loud, if I should turn it down, or if it's actually good for you guys. Yeah, uh, James. Yeah, uh, James. Yeah, absolutely, please. <clears throat> uh, I'm doing a lot of different things with the audio these days, so uh, if there's any audio craziness, let me know. Yeah, for those people who came out, who've been watching Ultra Chan obviously for the past few weeks, we had Hanzo on a while ago and he was like, why are you still using hardware for your audio mixing and stuff like that? He's like, you should go just digital. And then one day I contacted him, I'm like, tell me what to get. And uh, basically he was like, download voice meter uh, banana. And so I have that now. It's complex to say the least. The way PC audio works is, wow, it's janky as hell, uh, but uh, there's a lot of uh, work on there and it's been, uh, it's been, uh, I think I have it all working pretty good, but every week, every time I start a new stream, I'm like, shoot, are my settings okay? Is everything working? <laughs> uh, my shirt, this is super, super, super old school shirt that was on the Capcom store maybe like 15 years ago or something like that. But I saw it and I thought it was amazing. It's just a picture of the green herb and it says for medicinal use only on there. And which is why I always think it's funny because Eris has a shirt that's almost just like this, you know, basically. But this is actually an official Capcom shirt from a long time ago. And I don't think they make it anymore. Oh, yours is faded. Yeah, I, I, I haven't worn this a lot. I tend to cycle through my shirts a lot so that I don't get too faded or anything like that. So, Famous weed lord, James Chen. Yep. I mean, that's the... that's part of the kind of joke that I'm wearing Absolutely. and I don't actually ever partake so although I have definitely considered it a lot yeah oh, I don't think that'd be a bad idea dude homeboy I've told you I, I say it all the time on chat I'm super old dude. <laughs> I, don't I don't know why people what? don't think I'm super old old wow. and straight edge mm -hmm. gave you the 
29 or 30. Can you believe the number that begins, the number in that tens column is like, wow. Yeah, I know, neither of them are accurate. <laughs> yeah, jeez, man. That tens column is real adventurous. Mm -hmm. All right, all right, you wanna come back here? Yeah, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> we gotta. <laughs> Whoa, easy there, pothead. Hey everybody, welcome back to Ultra Chen Total Landscaping. I'm James Chen and I'm joined by Mr. Ultra David and Mr. Tubaware. We are back. Thanks again to Rip for jumping on here, but let's move on to the next topic here. The next topic is the 5-5 matchup, where we <sighs> prattle on about whatever. And this time we're going to be prattling on, once again, about old school versus new school. I think the way that this came up, here's my understanding of it, is that Desmond, the Marvel player, yeah. had some Facebook posts where he was like, I can't believe that people nowadays are talking about top eight as being what's important. Back in the day, it used to be like, you were first place or nothing, or like maybe third, maybe top three like mattered. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. like, if you got eighth or seventh or whatever, like you didn't care, you didn't think about that. That was like worse than going on too because you got close and then it didn't end up mattering at all um and you know it's kind of like a why are people why are people today so focused on this they should just be focused on winning this is part of like what's wrong with the fgc now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, whatever uh and then out of that uh i think the sort of conversation just kind of got spun up again of um Maybe like a slightly different take on this discussion. We've talked a lot about like old school versus new school, but more specifically the idea of like the level of competition at that time, was it as strong as the level of competition is now? And that's not to say right. like are there as many good players then as now. I think these are maybe two different things. But like what Alex Vaya was saying on Twitter was like each time there was like a monthly at uh, the local arcade in SoCal, that was like having a major. Like there were 128 players there and there was no fluff, right? Whereas maybe nowadays you enter a tournament and there's 500 people, but like half of those are fluff who are just hanging out, right? They're not like there specifically to try to win it. Um, and his position seemed to be like, you know, back in the day, like there were a lot of people who were there to win it and who, and who could. Um, so that you know that's alex's view i hope that i'm not misstating that that's not my intention if so and then other people kind of like not really chimed in but like sort of had chimed in and so like for example a high fight uh had a tweet or maybe it was fgc translated whatever had a tweet um that was from tokido where tokido is yeah. basically like yeah it was like a lot easier back in the day <laughs> to win yeah. People weren't as prepared. Nowadays, you got to like do super preparations to try to win. And then Dogra in FGC translated had yep. kind of the same similar reaction of like, yeah, like back in the day, like as long as you like knew kind of what you were doing, you could win. But like now, you have to study super hard to have a chance. Uh, I'm uh, pretty sure Daigo has also said something similar. He actually kind of to where he said a lot of. Yeah, he... Well, I think I think what Daigo said was that um, it's different in some ways, but that in fact, you know, back in the day there was like a ten thousand person tournament in Alpha yeah. Three for him to get to the U.S. for uh, the U.S. Mm -hmm. versus Japan Alpha Three event, um, which was really hard. He felt, and that's he would he would like to run that kind of thing again, a, a 
giant tournament of that size right. again. Yeah. I, I, hope I'm, I hope I'm not like in, you know, misstating any of these positions. Right, Cause right. I don't, I don't mean to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was it as hard? Was the maximum level of competition as high back then as now? All right, James, tell us why it was. And then I'm going to tell you why that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Look, here's the thing, right? Uh, obviously, the overall uh, scene is much stronger nowadays just because there's so many people uh, playing these days and there is so much information out there these days. But I honestly feel like that at the highest levels, you had... And again, this is, this is kind of one of these frustrating situations because everybody wants to compare all the information as if it's the same, right? Like, oh, well, clearly it's better now because we have access to all this information, blah, blah, blah. And it was, you know, it's, it's different because I feel like, one, people aren't acknowledging how much a lot of the fighting games have changed, right? Uh, between, between now and back then. And when you look at the games that haven't changed, the top players don't change, right? So, like, if you talk about, you know, oh, well, clearly it's just, oh, there's so many people, blah, 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 and everything like that. You look at a game like Guilty Gear, which hasn't fundamentally changed, and there are videos out there from 2003 of Omito, of Ogawa, of FAB killing everybody. And guess what? They're still killing everybody. Shouldn't the giant influx of people make it so they're not as good? Didn't happen because the game didn't change as much, right? We also have a situation, for example, with Samurai Showdown at EVO. It's a game that's catered more towards the old school style of play. And so when you actually have uh, a giant, when you actually have a, um, a game that caters to that, who wins? The old school players. A lot of people are sitting here talking about, oh, look, you didn't do, you did great in Street Fighter 4, but not as much in Street Fighter 5. Street Fighter 5 is the most different mentally of a Street Fighter game than every other Street Fighter that has ever existed. It's not a, an accurate comparison. The old games brought out a certain talent, a certain skill. Daigo said it himself. He said older games are about the speed of decision making. Newer games are about studying. He said that. He said, is Nuki not being good at Street Fighter V an indication of how good Nuki is at fighting games? He said, no. He said, Nuki is an amazing player. But just because he's, he's bad at Street Fighter V because it's not a game designed for him. When you make a game designed for the players, they win. Alex Vai, freaking Justin Wong, and all those guys took top eight. I mean, the average age of Samurai Shodown at top eight at EVO was probably, like, if you added up their ages, it probably was equal more than, like, three of the other games combined, right? I mean... I think, I think somebody did the math, and the average age was, like, 34. Right, and so, like I said... Like that, which, is, which is ridiculous. It's very old for right. esports. And so that's just the thing is a lot of people are not addressing this factor about this. I asked Punk because David had an assertion that Punk would be the best at third strike. And there was one point I said to Punk, I was like, hey, you should play third strike because some people think you'd be at the best at that game. And Punk said, nah, man, I'd be terrible at that game because that game is mad random. And, you know, and like when I think about it now, it's because that's the way that not. the game is played is a very different style. What he's prefers 
is a different style of play and third strike is a different mentality. So it will appear random to punk because it's a different kind of decision making, right? That's the whole thing is what a lot of people are not addressing is just how different things were. And then we also have a situation, for example, where you look at the arcade scenario and you look at the home scenario. A lot of people have trouble getting good because they're stuck by themselves. You have all the information out on the internet, but it's really hard to get out of there. 96, 94% of the players are, are gold or lower, you know, lower than platinum in Street Fighter V, right? Whereas in the arcade, you had people to talk to, you had to get good. There was just like no other choice to get good. And then I wasn't even joking about it when I said it earlier. I do feel like the old school because there was no access to all the information. The kind of skill that you had to have in order to be good at fighting games back then, being prepared to fight whatever you weren't expecting is such a huge talent. It's a very different talent than what I see from a lot of players these days. I've lost that talent. I have to go to training mode and practice stuff these days. But I will always say, at B3, John Choi using the Vi CC against Alex Vi in Grand Finals with a technique that he's never seen before nor heard of before and doing it back to Vi in Grand Finals the day that he foresaw and didn't understand how and didn't have time to check it out is really an indication of how strong the players were back in the day to this adaptation quality. These days you will see a lot more players get caught off uh, guard by stuff. Now obviously there's just way more characters and way more tech. It's very, very confusing that way. But that's, like I said, the skill levels that were required for the long time ago style is different than the skill level that we have these days. And so it would draw out different people compared to what we're drawing out now. It's just not a comparable situation. I don't argue that either of them are better than the other at all. I think the discussion is stupid. I think the actual answer is that everybody was good given their situation that they were in and given the games that we have, they're gonna draw out the people that they do. I don't think it's an actual valid comparison, to be honest with you. And if you give modern players the resources they had back then and the back then players the modern resources we have now, you would basically end up with a lot of the same strong players. That's just, that's how I come down to it, so. I mean, the players that you mentioned are among the all-time greatest fighting game players. And mm -hmm. they were good and are still good. Or, or could be good if they cared to. Like, certainly John Choi could still be a top player if he wanted mm -hmm. to. It's just not what he's doing. Like, if I was practicing SF5 to win, like, really, then he'd be great, of course. Um, there were... Those names are names that you can pick easily because there were like five of them in the whole country. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, there were so few top. I mean, so my, my experience in not in the 90s, I wasn't playing <clears throat> competitively then, but starting in like 02 ish, uh, 02, 03, was that there were a lot of people who weren't very good, and I was certainly among them. And then there were people who like could consistently beat us, like the you know local best player at our arcade mm -hmm. or, or whatever it was. And then, like, every now and then, like, John Choi and Ricky Ortiz would come to the arcade, and they would demolish. <laughs> or Justin Wong would come down to our local, uh, our monthly tournament in Northern Virginia and eat everybody alive. Mm -hmm. Or we would play against Alex Vai, and he would just destroy, right? There was a very clear separation between, yeah. like, almost everybody and then, like, the 
literally fewer than 10 yes. people ar across the whole country. Mm -hmm. um, so there were, so those very few players were top level and they could still be, in fact, some of them are. Like Justin, you mentioned Vi right. getting a top eight and Sam show, like that, that level for sure. And it's the same thing with the Japanese players, right? Mm -hmm. Daigo, Tokido, earlier ages, Sako, like that, that sort of stuff. Yeah, of course. These are names that we can think of easily because there were so few top players. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the level of play was at the highest level, okay, yes. But there were almost none of those. And, and, and now so today... Whereas today, have... there's a million of them. So yeah. if, you, if, yeah. you, if you try yeah. to think about... I mean, not a million, right? Like, if you, if you think about uh, what it meant to be a top player in the early 2000s or mid-2000s, mm -hmm. Justin Wong winning every single Marvel tournament he ended, entered for three years, <laughs> other players winning, you know, almost everything that they entered to. Right. That never happens now. Um, oh, yeah. The closest uh, thing, it, at least at least in the most played games like Street Fighter and Tekken, that, that stuff doesn't occur. The closest that you can get is like Punk won like a fifth of the tournaments that right. he entered mm -hmm. last year. It's just a completely different situation mm -hmm. when it comes to, to that. So... I, I, you know, it cannot be the case that at tournaments in Southern Hills Golfland that all 128 players right. who entered were killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it, I mean, I, I wasn't playing in those tournaments, but I was playing at around that time. And as, as somebody who was the fluff and then started to win tournaments, I, I won tournament. I won a bunch of locals in mm -hmm. ST and Street Fighter 4. And... I don't know. I don't think I ever beat. I certainly didn't ever beat Justin in a set in either of those. I don't think I ever took a set off Valle. I don't really remember exactly, but I don't. I don't remember doing that. Like I beat Combo Fiend once in a tournament, and then the next time he like destroyed me. Like there was like a clear separation between I me did. at like pretty good. I was winning stuff mm -hmm. versus like the legends. It was yeah, very good, and that just doesn't clear. exist anymore. That separation's not there. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty clear that the level of play is higher today because there are more top players, like David said. Like, there just there are. Yeah. There's more people playing the game. Uh, if you look at pools for Street Fighter V, pools for Street Fighter V nowadays in Japan look like top eight yeah. anywhere else. Like, it, it's just, it's, these are actual 128-man brackets where... 119 of the players are killers. Whereas, like David was just explaining, there's no way that was possible back then. It just, it wasn't. And I feel like maybe it's like saying that the players in the 60s in the NFL and the NBA and the MLB could keep up with players today. Like, I'm sure the best of the best of those players, if they were born in a different era and played now, could for sure keep up, right? Like, like if, if no, you think I, of, like, I don't think they could. Like, what, what if? <laughs> no, I, I, I do though. What if Babe Ruth, like, did? Oh, that, that, that's that's serious. way that's no Babe right. Ruth has no chance. But see, but see, the Babe, the Babe wouldn't hit a ninety-eight mile power. Right, pitch. but see, here's the difference though, right? Is that sports is a billion-dollar industry with billion dollars of medical science and billion dollars of equipment sure. going into that. Fighting games are 30 years old. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if we think about that, and there's not billions of dollars being pumped into yeah, this, so, you can't make so that you sports guys, comparison. Your generation though. games was the first generation. Right. 
and, you guys were like the 1906 fucking White Sox out there playing in, you know, like dress shoes. And that's who you guys are. We're like the next generation. Like we got automobiles now. Like that's who but the thing our is, generation is. But so our is, athlete is a little bit better than your athlete was. No. Overall. So, so here's the thing, right? I mean, that's not an apt comparison. It's just not an apt comparison because we're not even playing the same games. Even if I wanted to compare Nest Tetris to modern Tetris, we're not even playing the same game. Whereas all these sports examples that you're trying to give, they're literally playing the same game. Yeah, the rules they're not, have changed. Though. Yeah, the rules Bullshit, have changed. Right? You're but, telling me the NFL in 1919 is the same NFL in 2020? Well, you're out of your mind. Well, not in terms of the not in terms of the skill that is learned. It's the That's same. Like you know, fucking Street Fighter Five. They're no, they're okay, different. Look, all right, all right, look, there are a ton of very, very different rules from old football to now, and even in games like basketball, there are a lot of different rules. There's like a shot clock and a three point. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like there's like different hockey has a lot of different rules. the The games, the games do change. Right. Uh, yeah, how yeah, you call yeah. fouls is different. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's it does change. Right. But what I'm saying is like it's literally not playing. A completely different thing with a different, you know, like a completely. Well, we're not doing that either. I mean, we're not we're not playing a completely different game. We're playing right. slightly different takes on like grounded footsies. See, but I yeah. don't I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think the games are vastly different from each other. I mean, uh, another great example of this is the Soul Caliber and Tekken scenes, right? You have these two games that are developed by the same company, and uh, you would feel like that that there would be a lot of crossover on those games like there were in Capcom games and such like that. There's not. Tekken players do not play Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur players do not play Tekken. There is a little bit of crossover, yeah. but it's very rare. And when you talk to a lot of the top Soul Calibur players, they're like, I can't play Tekken. I suck at this. You know, that's what the conversation that I'm having a lot with the Soul Calibur players. Because the games are completely different mindset. They are a very, very different skill and the different strategies that you need for these kind of games, right? That's just the whole entire thing. It's like, I, I think that it's too blind to just say that, oh, well, of course, these players are better now. Look at how they're doing. Look, I have completely 100% agreed that the level and the depth of field today is like 10,000 times stronger and harder to deal with. That's not what I'm even talking about. I'm just talking about at the highest level. Right at the highest level, like I said, where are the new Guilty Gear players taking over Omito? It's They're not like Japan has a dearth. It's not like Japan doesn't have anybody playing Guilty Gear. What do you mean, man? They're going to be actually able to play online. Right, and so Strive is also going to be a completely different game, but it hasn't changed much. And so when you don't change the game, the top players are the same players. Are you going to get all these modern players and go back and try to take out all of the, you know, old school, like, Super Turbo players, right? You go send them against Matsun and all those guys, they're all still going to win, <laughs> you know? I mean... Well, they, they've been playing for a quarter century. I mean, at, yeah. at, some, at some point, what you're talking about here is just the fact that they've seen every single situation. Right. And that takes yeah. a long time to learn. I don't know that that's the same as what... I mean, I think, I think what you're trying to say is not that they have just learned a ton of information... You're trying to say that like they are those people are more prone to success in a certain game and it happens mm -hmm. to be super turbo. Yes. I think actually what's going on is that they've just been playing it forever and so they've seen everything. Mm -hmm. And some of them are the kinds of players who uh, if they wanted to could have succeeded at other stuff, but they just 
chose this. I really don't think that most people have like this big differentiation between what they are uh, capable of being good at within the fighting game context because there's not right there's differences naturally it's, but it's not there really are not super different so i well, I, I feel like it's really more like which game did you what was your first game that you love or when you were starting to play what was the common game in your area like it's these are the questions that lead more to which games are you playing and then maybe you know some people stick around and play a game for 25 years they just learn a lot about it i think rather than being like particularly prone to success in that game. They couldn't have known that before. Right. I mean, so, they were just, there weren't games before that. Enough. One of the things that I would say to, in response to that is that I think this is an important conversation to have, which is why I keep bringing it up. Because I think that there is this false belief that the games aren't particularly different from each other. But I will tell you that in Soul Calibur, the amount of time I've put in that game, compared to the amount of time I've put into Tekken, even the top players that I'm playing against in the in the Monday streams, they're saying I'm doing really well. That I have a very strong understanding in the game. And I have put far less time into Soul Calibur than I have in the Tekken. Right? And so it's a different style but of game. Also, maybe the Soul Calibur guys are just really nice to you. <laughs> well, because or... you're James Chen and you're giving them a place to play. Or maybe there were 20 Soul Calibur players in the country before Soul Calibur 6 came out, and they just don't have the, like, number of players to have a very strong scene. I don't know. I haven't kept up with it, but... But also, even then, like, you know, Tubaware saying how great he is at Samurai Showdown, and I played him in Season 1 Samurai Showdown, I kept up with him, right? I mean, it's just like, then I go play something like... I did too. Yeah, there's something like Tekken that I haven't been able to grasp. There's games like uh, Street Fighter V, which took me a long time. And in fact, it was understanding this difference in mindset is which is what got me better at Street Fighter V. And Daigo has said the exact same thing. He said that he's had to learn a different style of play to get good at Street Fighter V. He couldn't keep playing the same way that he used to. It wasn't just about oh, putting the effort into it. It was about changing how he approached the game and how to understand the game. And I just don't think this is a conversation that we talk about enough in the fighting game community. We like to treat like that there's this fundamentals that apply to every fighting game. And uh, what I'm starting to learn, and like I said, I have talked to people who are like, I can't get good at Street Fighter V. And I was like, you know what? I don't think the game is designed for you. Go try Samurai Showdown. And they're like, oh my god, Samurai Showdown speaks to me so well. This game is great. You know, I totally get it. This game makes sense to me. There's Too certain... bad, you can't speak to them online. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there is definitely a, a lot of differences between the games. And I think this is an important conversation to have, to understand that they... All right, well, we should... Table it for next week because we're droning on. We've been on zero, zero, zero. Yeah, for like three minutes now. So all right, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, we can continue now, next time. That that sounds cool. Yeah, but honestly, uh, let's do it. Yeah, I, I just I think it's an co- important conversation to talk about. Yeah, we can we can have uh, that, that's not what we started talking about. Right. We're talking about other stuff. So maybe next week when we can just have a, yeah. a specific just, conversation. Just, yeah, just, we'll, uh, just as a closing movie. closing summary, a lot of what Tuba was saying that is that the current scene clearly stronger by numbers. Hundred percent agree. I have no argument to that. That is a hundred percent true. 
because like you said, the Street Fighter V pools are ridiculous right now. But the whole thing is that a lot of people are talking about that, you know, the best players of the past just aren't as good as the best players currently. The other argument is that on Desmond's point, Marvel 2 scene was dumb. Okay, like dumb good. Like if you're going to talk about Smooth Viper, Brandon the Shields, Yipes, Sanford Kelly, all these guys, Rotron, David Lee, all these challengers all over the place and how good they were and Justin never lost a tournament for 4 years. Yeah, like, are you are you telling me that you believe that a scene that let one person win every single tournament he entered mm -hmm. for 3 years was good? Yes. I do. And 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 also not <laughs> even no, I, yeah, not, even, not <laughs> even win for 4 years. But he didn't lose a single set. Yeah, he did not lose a single I think, set. Oh, I thought he got sent to losers a couple of times. I, I no, I don't think he got no. sent to losers to no. Evo. Oh, okay. Yeah. As far as, maybe I don't know, man. It's a legend at this point, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. All right, all right. He all did right, it with like, his stick behind his back and his right. feet were hogtied. <laughs> yeah. All righty. We move on now to 5-5 five five matchup viewer question. Viewer question. Mm -hmm. Oops, I and... accidentally revealed one of the winners. Ah, oh no, away, everybody away. Okay, now. okay, don't look, don't look. All right, here we go. Number one, are there any real-life talents or personal character traits outside of fighting games that you have noticed across top players? Like, are they musical or extroverted or introverted or are they scatterbrained or whatever? Number two, what kind of combos are your favorite? It's just a cool, like, one super long and very complicated, <laughs> and the other one's like, what combos do you like? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, three, should fighting game developers let us play as or against characters? We do not own in practice mode, like in For Honor. Paying for a character you don't like just to learn a matchup doesn't seem consumer-friendly. Uh, there were actually a few questions that were like this that were sent to us, so I kind of combined them all. Oh, so okay, okay. Oh, is that what the parentheses meant? Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I don't know okay. if that means that like there was some For Honor news that I'm not aware of. <laughs> uh, but anyway, four. When offline majors return, do you think <coughs> they will see a spike in attendance or lower numbers due to whatever FGC momentum there was being killed? To quantify it, assuming a vaccine and Evo this year happening, would you take the over or under on matching 2019 attendance totals? Five. PS5 or Xbox Series for fighting game. Okay. The winner. Number one. Are there any real-life talents or personal character traits outside of fighting games you've noticed across top players? Are they musical or extroverted or introverted or scatterbrained or whatever? What do you got for me, fellas? Buckos? Dudes? I got, I got nothing on this, dude. I, <laughs> I have noticed everybody's extremely different. I mean, you know, you're if you look at Rico Suave and then you look at Sonic Fox, they're very different human beings, both top players in their respective games. Like I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't have any. They work really hard to be good. I mean, I don't know, man. Like that's, yeah, I don't see, I don't think there's any like glaring personality traits or hobbies or anything like that that. Yeah. Make them better players. Like I don't, I don't think that that holds true. I was about to make the joke that they're all actually huge nerds, but that's <laughs> not even true. Because yeah, that's, that's can, not even true. Man. I can think of some fighting game players, uh, top players, who don't even play video games outside of fighting games. Like they don't watch anime or like whatever. Like what do nerds do? They don't do those things. You know, um, there are people in FGC who are like uh, DJs. 
or yeah. you know they're club promoters or whatever models Personal like i know some people uh, actors and stuff yeah 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 so that's not actually true uh i i don't know i think this is i i thought about this for a while and and i i really don't know um there's are there are some super different personalities among the top players yeah maybe it's just hard work and love of game like they love the game that they then take the time to put in a lot of work to get good at but yeah other than that yeah i know people who are really good at noticing stuff like Justin Wong, well, he's a super good noticer. He will notice a lot. Sanchez. <laughs> Sanchez is a great example of this. And other people who just have no idea what anything is, but they're fantastic players. Like they've oh, they've oh, okay. been wearing the same shirt for the last 10 years. You know, like that, like they just don't notice things pass by. Right. But they're super good and 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 everything in between. And people who I think are like geniuses outside of fighting games too. And people who I think are like, how'd you put your shoes on this morning? Like outside of fighting. <laughs> Name them, yeah. David. Name them. Let's get. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of those. There are real big differences. Um, introverts and extroverts, both of those are certainly there. Musical, yes, certainly. Other people who not at all. Uh, people who can dance really well. People who are awful at that. And yeah, just absolutely everything in between. So I, I don't know that there's. I think it's it's a really fun question. And I was really trying to think about it. And I'd love if there was something that could sort of tie it together so that maybe if you were somebody who was trying to get good at a fighting game, you could think, okay, well, this is what everybody else does. So, like, here's maybe a path to figure out how to get good. You know I, what? I got one. I got one. All Marvel players in general, top, bottom, were all degenerate gamblers. All of us. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, you know, do you hear people like betting on if the timer ends at an even or odd number? That's that's probably the Marvel players. So. I did that. I mean, you're you a kind Marvel of play player, Marvel right? players. You're <laughs> definitely commentating Marvel. I got kicked out of a League of Legends event for doing that. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it works, right? Because that's what you do in Marvel. You're just gambling the whole entire time, yeah. right? So. I mean, that's, we're all the we're all degens. We know it. Yeah, I were ashamed about it. People, I mean, even even within that, like there are people who who play conservatively or who uh, not just play conservatively, but like they won't take risks outside of games. You know, they mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even even among any like one subset like that outside of games, like you don't take risks, or maybe you're a big risk taker. And it doesn't even really speak to whether you yeah. play defensively in games or whether yeah. you play offensively in games. It's just, I I don't know. I don't know if there's any good single broad statement here. I mean, the the closest one, honestly, is you just hate losing. I mean, honestly, that's I think that's probably the most driving thing of the top players out there. It's just you just don't have a complacency for losing. And, you know, I say this because it applies to everything outside of fighting games, too. Right. I mean, what made Jordan yeah. and Kobe so good is just that they just didn't like losing. You know, have you ever played like one of your friends who was obviously not good at fighting games? And you're like, I'll go easy on him for a little bit. And then after a while, you're just like, no, nah, man, you know, fuck this. I'm just going to beat the crap out of him because you just don't even want to throw the game for him because you're just like you know what i'll i'll end it at a 40 game win streak i'll let him win the 41st game but then you're like no no because you just don't want to lose like that yeah yeah i did that to larry a god like a month ago in marvel <laughs> he had just started learning three and i think i streaked him for like 88 games 
So, like, on stream, too, so everybody got to see it. <laughs> but we played a first of 25 the other day, and it was 25-24. I barely won. Oh, that's so awesome. He, okay. He's gotten super, super, that's super better in the nice. place. I've lost 55 in a row. I'm not ashamed to admit that. When I'm lo- when I'm learning a new game, I want to get beaten a ton of times in a row. Yeah. So I can like see what I need to do. You know, right. that kind of, that's hey, see, that's a, that's a different mindset too, because I hate that yeah. shit. Like I can't right. learn that way at all because I just get salty. So like honestly, like me and Olaf were playing and he was playing his real team and I just threw my joystick on the table and I was like, No, I'm not doing this, dude. I'm like I'm like not doing this at all. Like this is just uh, this is not gonna great. happen. Oh, get good, James. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but see that's the thing is like I always say like one I'm not the kind of player that if I can just beat my friends, I'm I'm good enough like oh i'm the best like i'll still keep experimenting and i know enough that's what's real and what's not the best time i was ever at fighting games was during cvs1 and cvs2 and that was because i played my friends all the time and i just beat them up all day but whoa what is happening today whoa what happened to me (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah but it's, it's it's interesting it's interesting uh uh, what were we talking about here again? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the talents. I don't know. One of, the, one of the other things, too, that I have noticed, though, is that I do feel like musicians, you know, obviously not everybody's that, but I feel like if you were a musician, it does give you a slight advantage in that you are willing to practice mundane things over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And musicians also tend to have the same kind of muscle memory training that you have to have for fighting games. I mean, Marlon Pye is a pianist. Uh, Sonic Fox is a pianist. Uh, you know, a desk. You see the kind of stuff that he does. He's a bass player. Piano Dentatsu. Yeah, whatever his name uh-huh. is, player. Yeah, so a lot of yeah, the... there are a few musicians out there. Yeah, but, but I wouldn't not. call them top players either, though. A lot of them, yeah. you know. Yeah, for sure. Like, I exactly. guess I guess exactly. Sonic Fox and, and Kyohei, sure, yeah. but I wouldn't call you know like Piano to a top yeah, player. He's, yeah, of course, of course. He's definitely strong, but he's not won any majors or anything, you know. Yeah, but yeah, what Necromancy says, you learn to break things down in practicable parts as a musician. For sure, being a musician helps you with the execution side of things. I grew up playing the piano, and the way that I play the piano, I noticed, is exactly the same way that I play fighting games, is that once the muscle memory builds up, like if you give me a piano piece and I learn the piano piece, I can play the piano piece from beginning to end, memorized, but if you tell me to start in the middle, I cannot play the song. Because if I didn't have what my hands were doing beforehand to transition into that, I cannot start in the middle of the song. You know, it's like weird stuff like that. And that's kind of how I am with like combos and things like that. It's it's kind of weird. So. Anyway, conclusion, right. I don't think that there's one single thing. But this nope. is a very cool question. And if anybody can come up with something that they think is like a single thing, I'd love to hear it. Because it, it is an interesting topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. We're not throwing cat scans on all top players and see what their brains look like. Sonic Fox doesn't play music. Sonic Fox just performs long combos on a piano. 100%. That is exactly how I used to play the piano. (laughs) Because I'm terrible at reading sheet music. So that's why I had to memorize. Like, I'm Uh. so bad at processing sheet music quickly because of my... I have trouble visual. I'm not a very strong visual kind of person, and so I had to memorize all my music to learn how to play it that way. It's it's really interesting. So, I think I was the opposite. I could read music really fast, but I didn't 
Maybe I just wasn't interested in memorizing. That's probably I never practiced. I was just too bored. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Um, <laughs> never practiced. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, all right. What was the second winner? Number two. What kind of combos are your favorite? Shout outs to the British spelling. This is really the second winner? Yeah, it is. This has wow, 28% of the vote. What combos we like, or what kind of combos? Not even the combos themselves. <laughs> what kind of combos do you like? We put 15 minutes on the clock for this. Well, <laughs> actually, there was I nothing. Would... I typed in a generic number. So. No, I know it's all good. So I, I, I guess I'll start. I mean, I'm not in general somebody who's focused on combos, but I do think that it's fun in certain games that allow it to, like, think on the fly to um, to normalize combo roots. Mm -hmm. So like, if you get a stray hit into some like normalized combo route, finding like the path of that is interesting because like you have to think about it. So like, if I'm in mk11 and i get like a some weird anti-air button and then i'm like oh what button do i hit to like continue and normalize this combo or if i'm playing in marvel or in bb tag or whatever right some game that where it's like i just get a weird stray hit and now i'm like what route is it that i should take at this point yeah. that's kind of fun because it's thinking on the fly mm -hmm. so i enjoy that um not really for like the like what my hands are doing part of the equation but just like i gotta think about it right. which is cool because i feel like too often when i'm just doing a combo it's just I don't, you know, brain off, right? I don't have to think right. about it as much. Um, Brandon? <laughs> Brandon? I, I don't, I don't enjoy, like, learning combos is, like, the least fun thing about fighting games to me. Straight up. Like, if you look at me as, like, a Marvel player, I purposely have never mained Doctor Doom because I don't want to learn TAC Infinites. Mm. <laughs> it's not even that I don't think I could do them. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I just right. don't want to, man. The game is 10 years old. I ain't doing it now. Like, this is not happening, all right? I didn't do it in 2013. I'm not doing it in 2020. I'm not so, making it. You don't have to yell at me. Well, I mean, I just know everybody else is going to. Oh, you Doom, play Marvel. Doom, Doom TAC Infinites, I think, exemplify exactly what David's talking about, which is why I like him. So I actually like his TAC. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't agree no. with that. The what once once you get the TAC, you're doing the same rote yeah, thing each time. No, so that's the thing. That's the interesting thing about the Doctor Doom Infinite is once you start doing it, the timings are so varied. Once you start doing the M and M's, there is a lot of adjustment on the M and M's on the timing that you have to do that to bring the character high enough so that the gunshot at the end hits them at the right height. There's a lot of adjustments. Sometimes I hit the first M and they're super low, so I gotta do the whole thing super fast. Sometimes you hit them way up there and you gotta slow it down so that they fall down during the combo and but such. But that's that. the AC should just always be the same. Dude. Yeah, I know. It's, like it's, it's not though, because depending on the height and just depending on your timing, like I said, there's a lot of adjustment in there. There is a lot of adjustment, and that's one of my favorite things about the Doom TAC Infinite is that there is a lot of adjustment in there to bring them to the right heights and such. Well, in, in any case, what, what I'm talking about is something where it's, you know, the interaction between my character and the opponent's character is like some weird, I hit them in some weird right, spot. Yeah, yeah. But, and then I mean, finding the route to normalize, I, I like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind anyway. of similar in the way that I have to think the entire time I'm doing that. It's not a brain shut off thing when I'm doing Doom Infinite. Okay. It's absolutely, you have to be involved in that one. Uh, and that's why sometimes when I do commentary, I'll see someone make that adjustment. I'm like, nice. Nice. You know, I can actually recognize that, that they made the adjustment to go faster on that. Um, mm. But, uh, 
Anyways, continue continue your answer, Brandon. If, if you yeah, Brandon, what, what do you got to say about this? Yeah, topic? no, I, I just fuck combos. Like I don't want to do them. I <laughs> so if you I, could play I, I prefer to do big damage quickly and just be done with it. Um, I I tend to play characters where I don't need to like learn really advanced combos. Like in general, like in the games I play, like I play Blanca or Ken or. Just real basic, simple, like, this is your BNB, and that's what you do, and then you're done with it, right? Like, I, I play Virgil, not because Virgil's strong, but because I can always DHC in the swords and kill people. Right. Like, it's just, it's very easy, it's simple. <laughs> you just said that you play Virgil because he's not strong, and then you're like, I play Virgil I said, because I said, one not, of these not, reasons he's really not, strong. I said not be just because he's strong. He's obviously strong. He's like two, number two or three. I'm just saying game. the reason that you played him, you then elaborated, was because here's one of the ways that he's really strong. Yeah, it's not just because he's strong, but also because I can just be brain dead and here's swords, you die. Like it's it's very easy. So <laughs> yeah, I I, I I don't like. I mean, as far as like watching stuff, like if I wanted a type of combo I like seeing perform, are creative stuff. Uh, Mostly in Marvel Three because it's the most creative training mode ever. Period. Um, but I mean, there's yeah, there's like a lot of dope stuff like the O to the two hit combo, great combo video, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it is. Like yeah, I, I just I, I like I, I I like watching them but doing them. No, right. I'm good. Yeah, for me, this is like an impossible question to answer because, as you mentioned, uh, you know, I worked on the two-hit combo video. I was a combo video maker, so the thing about it is combo videos these days don't exist anymore because people just don't understand that. There's that weird... We've lost the ability for style combos these days and for completely impractical combos that you just put in combo videos for fun. Uh, just as a side note, like, I recorded... Those Johnny combos in 2007 for Guilty Gear Accent Core, right? Um, and uh, uh, someone actually told me recently, they're like, I want to play Johnny. And now that there's this thing, I'm trying to learn all of your combos in that video. And I was like, whoa, why are you doing this? Like, I was like, don't do that. Like, there's nothing practical about those combos at all whatsoever. Like, they are all designed just to be like, here's this cool route you can do. Here's this totally goofy thing you can do here here's this like complete like person set up in the exact distance away from the corner to get this to hit and stuff like that so you know we've kind of lost that ability we don't get a lot of like style combo videos anymore and so like it's it's weird but you know because i used to make combo videos a long time ago i, I there's just like there's so many different things and the only one that I can really say is that uh, one thing that me and Madge always talked about how much we loved is when you use a special move for movement as opposed to actually being part of the combo. Like if you have some crazy thing where they can bounce on a fireball, but then you do a lunge punch to get over there and then you just keep the combo going and, you know, stuff like that is is what, we, what we're we big fans of for some reason. But um, yeah, but um, I, 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 do, I do think it's cool to like... It's really rare that Street Fighter has this kind of combo, the the sort of um, trying to normalize situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in in playing Dalsum, there are roots that have become common over the past maybe like year, maybe even less. Like we knew about them, but in terms of common play, the last like year, where you're doing like thirty percent damage with this character mm -hmm. now, uh, and those are really super precise little <laughs> micro walks in there, like true one frame links in Street Fighter Five, uh -huh. and 
you can so you because you need a micro walk of certain distances you can in fact in some cases get a hit in in one spot that's maybe not like the traditional starting mm -hmm. point for what this combo is but then you have to like wait super slightly for the ex fireballs to hit and then walk forward less than usual so that you will yeah. get the same so there are some of those in street fighter it's pretty rare um i i have found myself enjoying the fact that i can do some hard combos now uh because you know for many years my nerve issues were such that i just i couldn't do even right. easy combos oftentimes so the the huge difference between that and now like the feeling of like power <laughs> relatively <laughs> is like really great it's it's like a big boost it's like a it's like a big pick-me-up so now if i'm playing honda and i like do some long hands combo like i think it's sick i enjoy it i'm not i'm not sure that'll last i think at some point like i'll have hopefully anyway become used to having execution and the ability to control myself so i don't know that that'll always last but i do feel that for now at least which is cool yeah. I mean, everybody knows I'm a combo guy. I love combos and I like yes, it because they are dangerous and that they are droppable. And I do like the fact that people have the opportunity to style. I, I miss that. I miss that a lot. And it's one of the things that makes Marvel 3 so good. You know, when Kyohei did that stupid backwards jab punch combo to Combo mm. Fiend and like I'm on commentary, I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, oh God. I, I miss that so much. I miss that kind it's of a stuff good game. so much. But. As you mentioned, though, like that was one of my major complaints about Street Fighter V, and it's completely invalid now because <laughs> the stuff that we see people doing these days with like Dalsum and stuff, you know, oh that's yeah, ridiculous, Yurian, <laughs> Gills, Manat, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's the Guile. Oh, there's a lot of combos yeah. and a lot of characters nowadays. Mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm. so anyway, all right, cool. That's all for <laughs> this one. Cool. By the way, um. I think I can quickly answer. When offline majors return, do you think they will see a spike in attendance or lower numbers due to whatever FGC momentum there was being killed? To quantify it, assuming a vaccine and EVO this year happening, would you take the over or under on matching 2019 attendance tolls? Way under. Way under. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. I, no I, doubt about it. I think EVO was a bad one because obviously with all the controversy and stuff like that, EVO was probably going to drop in attendance without a... a, a well, that may be. Right. But, so you know, if we're talking about tournament. combo breaker, CEO, I still would say it would drop. Yeah. It'll drop. It'll <laughs> drop. 100% it's going to drop. 100% it's going to drop. So, yeah. yeah. Also, there's no way that combo breaker is happening. Anyway. Can you, hey, can you not? All right. Just get used to it, buddy. No um, way, man. I refuse. Okay, Dude, that's it for five five matchups. So there's the half full, half empty mindset right there. I I just I have no faith in it, dude. I swear. I don't feel myself pessimistic or optimistic about this. I'm just like aware that there's a reality that yeah. is constraining my actions. It will exist. Yeah, it I, won't be gone. I just don't want to set myself up for disappointment. I just I I want it so bad, but I just know that the more I want it and my brain tells it's the heart and the brain argument again. My brain says it's not happening, my heart says it wants to. I don't want the disappointment to 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 have my heart be set on it happening and it doesn't happen. That's all. So Anyway, I'll see you guys in 2022. Let's yeah. get to game FGC news, other stuff. <laughs> Ta-da! Empty topic, uh, zero timer. Do we have anything here? Uh, there's one thing, and it sucks. Uh, okay. So, 
uh, Capcom got hacked. Did you hear about this? Have you heard about oh, this? Did you hear yeah, about this? Yeah, I did a little bit, yeah. There was okay. a big cyber attack on the internet in cyber waves against Capcom. Reportedly, a terabyte of data was taken in doing so. And from what I've read, I haven't seen anything clarifying as to like what that was. Like what got taken? Was mm -hmm. that code you or know, was game it... code or was that like my billing information? Or, <laughs> I don't know. So <sighs> that's potentially bad news. Well, obviously bad news, but like could be really bad news. I don't know. Bummer. <sighs> yeah. Capcom can't catch a break with this stuff, man. Oh my god! David. And David got snapped out of his Oh no! Wow. Actually, the information for David got taken by from My Capcom, bits. and that David has now disappeared <laughs> from the entire uh, internet. Not my bits. No, my bites. They've taken a bite out of my bits. What does that even mean? Oh, hey, you're back. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I don't feel so good. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> That's all I got. Anyway, this sucks. I just don't know what else to say about it because there's not a lot of specific info yeah, about it. Yeah, well, I hope that none of my friends are affected. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely agree with that. The other thing that I want to add to this, uh, I mentioned that I remembered something. Frame Calibur is out. Uh, so if you are a big fan of Soul Calibur, uh, definitely try to grab a copy of that. It's a free app on the iOS and on uh, Android. And in terms of uh, apps for frame data, it's one of the best that I've seen. It's so professionally done. And you can tell that the guys who made it put in so much work. Again, that's not Ooh. me trying to poo-poo on the data, on the work that everybody else has done for a lot of the other games and stuff. But it's, it's like, even like some of the Soul Calibur people were like, oh, it's out. And they downloaded it like, what the hell? This looks nice. So it's really, really cool. So definitely, uh, if you guys can uh, and you're interested in Soul Calibur, grab that. Okay. Very good. Let's talk briefly about tournament results. Some stuff happened. It's been two weeks, right? So, like, definitely some stuff happened. But here's one thing that happened. The CPT Online 2020 China happened. Winner was Jiwa. IG Jiwa with Poison and Akuma. He's been playing Akuma a long time, but he's been playing Poison now. Poison looks sick! And so this is the longtime world warrior. The dude who would go from China to, like, every ranking Everywhere. event. Yeah, yeah Everywhere. South America... Europe, North America, wherever in Asia, all over the place. Australia, like I mean, he, he finally was... did it from the comfort of his own home. I right, he didn't even need to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so funny. God, that sucks. Yeah, uh... yeah. So anyway, congrats to him. That's pretty cool. So he qualifies for Capcom Cup. Uh, nice work. I just want to say that. Uh... 他赢的时候我好过瘾，因为我我每年看他一直打一直打。他就是一点点都没有赢到。现在看他赢，我好高兴，因为我我觉得他他真的是我，呃，one of my favorite players, honestly, and and that really makes me happy. But uh，我好过瘾。What the hell did you just call me? And uh，真的说的，我真好高兴，好高兴。So there you go. Yeah, thank. Seriously though, I'm super happy for Jiwa. 
because uh, he has always been one of my most admired players and someone that I have uh, really respected so much. And uh, uh, to have him get into Capcom Cup finally after coming shy, like in like, you know, 33rd place, 36th place and stuff like that, like year after year after year, like seriously, my heart is, is, is full because of seeing Joe make it in there. I'm so happy for him. Super happy. Yeah, good for him. Him. That's cool. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, first attack happened over the past like month. Uh, we talked about it earlier, saying that it was going to happen, and then it happened, and it was cool. Uh, we did commentary for SF5 Top Eight. I also did commentary for Mortal Kombat Top Eight. That was on Halloween, so yeah. I was commentating with Aquaman, Mr. Aquaman, and he cosplayed <laughs> as Aquaman. So I cosplayed as Mr. Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. that was so good. It was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, wait, is it called cosplay when it's just a Halloween costume? You know, I was thinking the same question when I was anymore. saying it. Yeah, it's a good question. It's the same it's thing just, these days. The Halloween it's the same thing, I think, these days. I, you know, I mean, I, I, I feel I, like cosplay usually has a lot more effort put into it than a standard run of the mill Halloween costume. When I put fair. on a pair of sunglasses over my normal glasses without yeah. even putting in contacts, yeah. and I wore a suit top. But still, like pajama bottoms. <laughs> that wasn't a lot of effort. Yeah, no, that was that was a low effort Halloween costume. I grew hey, a mustache. Or no, did you have true. a real mustache? Or did you, I did have a, a real mustache. Okay, yes, okay. but however, my mustache comes in blonde. So uh, I, I I did take a marker and I colored my whole mustache. <laughs> wow! With the marker, a marker, dude. You call that low effort? <laughs> I did. I did actually. Do that, that is the lowest of effort, actually. <laughs> I did do that. Man sharpened his. <laughs> I think that is a definitely. And then I did it, and I walked downstairs, and like my wife, like looked up. She was like, "Oh, hey!" So, like she, she literally, she was just like, "Hey." <laughs> oh man! She was like, "You better be shaving that as soon as this commentary is over." And I, was like, yeah, okay. I did. I mean, you oh, have, have you yeah. seen that one guy who does does those low effort cosplays on Twitter, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. guy's amazing. Those are so high effort. Those are yeah, that's what, that dude. Is, that dude had definitely his effort is rose over the years. Yeah, for sure. Those are genius. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, anyway, just wanted to give a shout-out to the First Attack crew. It's one of the tournaments that I always really enjoy attending in person. Couldn't this year, of course, but uh, it's, they still ran a, a good event. Online, of course. And then there was also an event that has happened before called Tampa Never Sleeps, but Tubo wanted to talk about it in particular this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Tampa Never Sleeps is the tournament that Tong Lee runs in Florida. Uh, for Ultimate Marvel 3 through Parsec. Um, but this week, he runs it every Friday. This past week in particular was extremely stacked. Um, so I guess I'm going to start off by saying RF, the Japanese god, entered the tournament from Japan, from, I believe, Tokyo. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, where was the server located? Like, was it in Hawaii or something? Northern Virginia is where the server is located. Ugh. So RF was going from Japan all the way to Northern Virginia. They estimate he probably had between 10 and 11 frames of lag. It was, <laughs> oh, it was pretty rough. Uh, but he just wanted to play, so he entered. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he didn't do very well. I mean, he, you know, every every one of his opponents had, you know, one to two frames of lag. And he's <laughs> 10, so. What was his record? He didn't what have much of a chance. 
Was he like two and uh, two? RF, RF ended up three and two. So let me just say. <laughs> so he still beats them He's people. still a right. god. <laughs> and funny enough, one of the people uh, he beat was. Oh, no, I'm sorry, sorry. He actually lost to Marvella three to four. He almost beat Marvella. I was watching it. <laughs> but he almost beat a really, really strong player, like, you know. Through the through the oh, the chances there, but anyways, yeah. So I mean, just to name some players in this tournament, uh, there is Milky, Mundank, Escalante, um, Ray Ray, Marvello, full schedule, uh, Frankie G, Coach Steve, Crown Thunder, Doctor Salt, Flocker, um, Dual Kevin, Dual Kevin. All right, so to give you guys an idea of how strong this tournament was, Dual Kevin, former top eight Evo, best Deadpool player all time. Uh, he went one and two in this bracket. Is he just ass now or what? No, no. He I watched him play. I mean, he was a little rusty, but he was not ass. Huh. Um, wow. But yeah, he ended up going one two. Uh, he lost to Doctor Salt and Dead X Pride. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just a really, really stacked event, man. It well, was definitely the most, the most stacked online tournament for Marvel three of all time. So that was really cool to watch. Right. Yeah, and it. Probably literally was, right? Because people just didn't play that game online. Yeah, yeah. And now people f finally are. So uh, my boy, shout out to my boy, Benjamin EXE. Uh, he took fifth and he's local to Minneapolis. So nice. Wow, sick. Who, who won? Yeah, uh, Mundank won. He's been entering TNS since they started and he's won quite a few. Uh, Ray Ray has been winning recently. I think he won like seven or eight in a row. Ray Ray took fourth. Uh, it was Mundank, Milky, Escalante, and Ray Ray for top four. Nice. That's awesome. Okay. Yep. Well, good job to everybody running that. Super cool. Yeah, Let's keep that going. Cool. All right. Marvel lives. Marvel <laughs> Dude, lives, man. I played Marvel for the first time for basically no reason other than Olaf was like, "Let's play Marvel," and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, you should keep doing that." I, oh, Dude, I, I downloaded it the other day, to. and I I've, I've been doing Hulk Hulk Hagar Thor combos. Yeah. Been, just, it's just been fun to just I be just in there. I just need to find a, a better team than I'm playing. So, Dude, who at this Felicia point? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I'm not talking about the Felicia, David. I'm not talking about the Felicia. I'm talking the fact that I had Shuma on Anchor, and that was not. I mean, Felicia, I mean, Doom, Amy. Whatever, what right? Like, at this point, also, are you going to relearn a game? I don't know. I, I would not relearn it. It's a 10-year-old game. Who yeah, cares? Just, you're, you stuck. Want. you're stuck. Come no, on. not with Shuma, dude. It's just, it's not happening. But... Felicia Doom Amy is definitely a possibility. So. That's that's like the best Felicia team, and it's piss easy. Well, I mean, so. what is it about Amy? Oh, I'll talk to you about it some other time. I want to because a lot of people were suggesting it. I need to know how Amy works for Felicia. Amy's one of the best anchors in the game. I think. Really tiny, strong. Yeah. Tiny text eighty five in the chat says, "How long till when's Marvel becomes what's Marvel?" Dang. Dang. Uh, forever marvel will never die dang we're playing through parsec right now man marvel dang. players don't play games online and That's we're true. still going so <laughs> All right, and thanks. there's like a pocket of like 100 to 200 people who really love marvel infinite and they go yeah, hard true. so that's true and that game has good net codes <laughs> it does yeah so. some form of mvc is always going to be around yeah that probably is true and people are still playing marvel too up in new york and other places yep uh, it's an interesting tweak on that emote, Shay, because we definitely want to watch out what's coming out of that mouth anyway. Oh, so, um, James, and I guess David, too. We should all try playing uh, Null DC Bear for CVS2 because I played Andres out in Miami, and it felt pretty damn good. Buddy, let me tell you, earlier today I downloaded CVS2 
So I am ready to go. I did yeah. it just literally earlier today. <laughs> I was talking. Yeah, I mean, Olaf's been pushing for it. He's like, I really want to play CBS too. So that might. Be yeah. Bad. So just, I, dude, I can get you set up on Fair No DC in like yeah. literally five minutes. It's, it's super quick. It's okay. so easy. Cool. I, I went in there to see if I could still do roll cancel, and I cannot. So I'd have to relearn. But you know that's fine. Just funny. Just be like was, me like I never. No, I, I was never good at roll canceling. And the last time I sat down to try to do roll canceling, I was better at roll canceling than I'd ever been in my life awesome. because of plinking in Street right, Fighter 4. Right, right. I didn't realize it was like the exact timing, exact same timing. And so I actually got really good at it and it's crazy. For me, I played Third Strike and I played Q and Q had a Kara throw. So I, so the timing of oh, yeah, like yeah, medium yeah. punch throw was, it's the same as, yeah, you know, yeah. roll into button. So it's just kind mm -hmm. of backwards, but whatever. Same idea, same timing. Mm -hmm. What do you know about Seagroove, Dalsam, Zangief, Honda? What do you know about top tier teams? Is that your team? <laughs> Actually, it used to be Dalsam, Zangief, Sagat. Because I was like, well, I should play one good character. What do you RC with Dalsam? Fire. You just you you have an invincible oh, yoga fire. So I never played the game with roll canceling really. As soon as roll canceling came out, I thought it was gonna destroy the game, so I stopped playing it. So I have no Yeah, yeah I play K groups. I don't care. I don't care about your custom combo, I don't care about your roll cancel. I have yeah, a short well, hop and a run and I get real angry. Yeah, well I'm gonna taunt until you get one. angrier than you wanna be before you wanna be. So take that. Well, go ahead. I, I don't care when I'm angry. I'm going to hit you anyways. Now, sometimes you want to be angry. Sometimes you don't want to be angry. But I can I make you angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You so, won't like him when he's angry. <sighs> anyways. Uh, Upcoming events. Just a couple things. CPT Online Australia is this weekend. I think I'm doing commentary for it. But I'm not 1,000% on that. No, you're and not. Because uh, are you doing two weeks in a row then? Or two yeah. events in a row or something like that? I or? think so. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I'd have to double check. Okay. Also, UMK11 comes out on Tuesday. So check it out if you're curious. That's it. Cool. We did That's it. That's all I got. Oh, I did want to note this. This uh, shirt that I'm wearing was sent to me by uh, old school SRK head Crayfish. Remember uh, Crayfish? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Sure don't. He's got, yeah, well, you're a baby. Uh, but definitely James does. <laughs> and uh, he sent this shirt to me. Uh, I, I like it a lot. I think it's really cool. Uh, it's probably hard to see the whole thing, but it's really nice quality. Um, this is the Axe Warrior tee, but he has a whole set of like old school uh, shirts that have things relating to like CVS and Super Turbo oh, cool. and old timey things. Um, I will put in the YouTube and then I'm going to put it on Twitter later uh, a link to his uh, store where you can check it out and to his Twitter where you can check it out as well. But thanks a lot to him okay. for doing that. I just th I think it's really cool when people, you know, hang around in the scene for a super long time because that's certainly what I have done and what James has done. So I'm always and happy what to I have done. Oh, Jeez, congratulations! I, no... You know what? You're I'm a ten year veteran. I'm a eleven year veteran, yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, all right. Come on, give me that's my not, respect. That's not nothing. That's not nothing. Anyway, yeah. Thanks a lot, to Carl, for sending this over. I, I like it a lot. Much obliged. And other than that, I am worried about democracy, and it's your <laughs> time. Yeah. But, uh, You're not the only one worried about democracy. Yeah, uh, literally all of us, dude. It's, uh, it's a scary time, dude. It's a scary time in, uh, to find out if... I mean, literally right now, 
the goal is to try not to get votes counted when that is the very foundation of democracy. <laughs> oh, well, let's not worry about the military coup going on as well. That, yeah. Uh, so I have a buddy who's in the Department of Homeland Security, one of my good friends. He's been working there a long time. He is very worried and I have seen some reporting on some of what happened in the Department of the Defense, but like a guy I know personally is real close to this and is very worried. So that Dang. makes me really worried. Yeah, that sounds so, good. I um, hadn't heard about all this stuff, so okay. Yeah, uh, so I'm pretty worried about that. Anyway, congratulations to the guy who we all like mildly preferred um, for winning the presidency. Los Angeles did a lot of cool things that I'm very happy about in terms of being a big old progressive, you know, you know. But obviously, that's just one part of it. And now those of us who would like to hopefully build something that we think is better, you know, that's our philosophy, um, have a lot of work to do because Biden's probably not going to do it on his own. So we got to keep bugging that dude yeah. constantly. Yeah, we got to start dragging these uh, Democrats left. Yeah, that's the goal. Well, that's, I mean, anyway, that's our goal. Obviously, there's going to be a big fight about that. Hopefully, it works out well for us, but who knows? <laughs> we'll find out in the next We'll find out, years. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're going to be doing what we can do to try to make it happen. No guarantee yeah. of success, but that's what we have to do. <sighs> Man. Cool. All right. Well, well anything uh, else to, yeah. Someone asked about uh, when the next show you can scrimmage is going to be. Uh, we might be able to finally do one this week. We haven't been able to do one in the last two weeks because, uh, you know, First Attack was on one weekend. But I've also been doing the Tetris Classic Tetris uh, World Championships online uh, for the past two weekends. So I haven't been able to do that. And that's been super exciting. And there is a perfect example right there of some youth taking over uh, the scene out there. But of course, that's also largely due to the fact that... Uh, okay, am I muted or is James muted? Or what's happening here? Oh, did I, I just, get uh, muted? Just leave and come back. No, 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 no. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I think Jasmine might have messed up my microphone. Can you still hear me? Now I, hear I can. You now. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I think Jasmine might have messed up my microphone over here. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I've been... Wh where did I cut out on? As soon like, as you started talking about whatever you were saying. Oh, okay, okay. Like, no. the second you started talking Someone about. asked yeah. us uh, when the next Sir You Can Scrimmage is going to be, and uh, I said that we haven't been able to do one the past couple of weekends because I've been stuck on doing Tetris commentary, classic Tetris World Championship commentary. Ooh. And uh, that's what exciting. We went down from the 64 qualifiers to the top eight, and uh, that is definitely a great example right there of youth coming in and dominating the scene at this point in time uh, largely because i mean a lot of the old school players are still reliant on the old school tactic of daz which is clearly weaker than the uh hyper tapping that a lot of the uh that the kids are learning these days but uh also Ooh. it's just because the popularity of classic tetris world championships like i said modern tetris oh. and old tetris are completely different games and so we're in a situation now where uh, the popularity of Classic Tetris World Championships has increased the number of players, not, I wouldn't even say tenfold, like hundredfold. <laughs> like, there are so many new players. I mean, the previous events were like, hey, here's the same 
30 buddies we saw last year and let's play now and now it's like this big giant global event out there and it's uh really really crazy out there and uh one of the things that i want to say that is super neat super super neat and it's it's a kind of a, a a thing that's happened because of how big it's been getting two years ago uh, Tetsuya Mizuguchi, the creator of Res and Luminous and, you know, and, and all those games out there, uh, and Tetris Effect, uh, showed up at CTWC and was like, I never knew Tetris could get like this. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. This tournament is awesome. The pre the next year, Alexei Pajnitnov, the creator of Tetris, showed up at uh, CTWC and he said, you know, this changed my mind. I used to think Tetris, the reason why we had the standard Tetris rules is uh, because I just didn't think Tetris could be played properly without three preview pieces and the way that you can slide the stack and do all these things like that. And, you know, and he's like, I've changed my mind now that there's different ways to play Tetris now. And that's, that's cool. really cool because before Tetris was really hardcore on what you could do in your Tetris game. All like the, the people who would license it out would re make requirements on the people who were developing new games. Yes, you have to use the Tetris standard rules. The pieces have to be certain colors. Like, you know, etc. The, the rules have to be this. And now, today, on the Xbox console and on PC, Tetris Effect Connected <clears throat> comes out and there's a classic Tetris mode on there that emulates all of the NES Tetris rules as close as possible on this game. And so everybody who has never played Nest Tetris before can actually try it out and play it on Tetris Effect Connected and wow. learn just cool. how hard Nest Tetris is. That's awesome, though. <laughs> and you'll, but, I mean, how crazy is that? Wow, just, super cool. It's, it's so yeah. awesome. Like, the entire community is, like super excited about it and so like green tea who was who basically had the match of the tournament with joseph last year where they okay. maxed out like twice like four times in like the whatever games he's been helping with the development of it so you know that he's been wow. uh really there trying to make sure it's, it's been as accurate as possible and everything and i just think it's super cool i just that's like such a neat story uh for yeah. the tetris community so yeah good for you guys yeah, for sure, dude. Not putting all my eggs in one basket here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that it. We're good. I think so. All unless, good. Unless Tubo has a random topic to talk about here as well. Uh, I have new emotes, so go to my channel. I'm gonna have a lot more coming. But I have two oh, new sick. emotes. Go oh, sub to me. Type them in the chat. Oh. Type them in the chat right now. Oh uh, yeah, here I guess I can. You also look and sound great. Oh hey yeah thanks. That's right. uh, big shout outs to oh, we, that's not even the right um, emotes. Uh, shout outs to Fat Cat for the new microphone because yeah. I sound incredible. I really, really love my new mic. Uh, and I don't look like a Nintendo 64 character anymore. <laughs> no. I can yeah. see you. No, shout outs to Fat Cat overall. He's been a big supporter of all oh, three of us and, and all of our channels and everything like that. So Definitely. Yeah, much obliged. Thanks to all the supporters, of course. Uh, I hope everybody's doing okay out there. Wow, Jasmine Don't is die, guys. Don't, out yeah. over here. Please be safe. It's never been worse than it is right now outside, even though for some reason like there aren't 
like not being talked about that way, but like it's never been the virus has never been worse. Than well, what is, is it? We've reached over a million yep. cases of COVID in this country. Oh, dude, we're we're at like eight million. Yeah, uh, we there, there was a, there was a million. There were a million new cases in November so far. That's what it was. Years. That's what it was. In yeah, and yeah. of November so far, we have had yeah. a million new cases. Over a million new cases. So it's in November, uh, dude. <sighs> worse. Please be safe. Hope you're all doing okay. Yeah, I mean, it was even not even just a couple of weeks ago that it was uh, one in sixteen hundred people have died in this country. Like to yeah. put it into perspective. Well. And it's like really possible that we could have over 200,000 cases per day. Like that is a plausible number that we're at. We're not there now. We're at about 140 last time I saw. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness. (laughs) Man. (laughs) That really could could happen. The entire country has basically uncontrollable spread. Right. Yeah. So So, be safe. Be safe. Yeah. All right. Stay inside, guys. Yep. Will do. All right, bird on, on that happy note, everybody. I need to find a bird version of this song that's on a minor key or something like that. So No, pump them up. Let's stay happy, everybody. <laughs> you guys can't hear it, but it's going right it. now. Okay, yeah. okay, good, good. It's going, it's going. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't sounding crazy, David. It's okay. <laughs> Way off key. Actually, you know what? You were on key and at the exact point of the song. It was actually kind of amazing, Brandon. <laughs> Good job. I swear. <laughs> <laughs>